right. Well, Mike, okay. Mikey stuttered for a bit there, and I was, I was like, oh. I will find scared. you. I will find you. <laughs> I know. Everybody, everybody, everybody's so scared of my internet now. Everyone's just like, what's going on? Okay, well, this is technically officially 12, but it's actually 13 in, in the library. You <laughs> um, <laughs> don't need to know that. We're never, no, we're we're gonna... never releasing that 12. That fucking episode was... Yeah, that shit was off the wall, man. That shit was off. Somebody yeah. asked me, they're like, "What happened to the pod last week?" I'm like, "None of your fucking business." <laughs> it just ha- stuff happened, man. But we're here now. It's uh, pod. Uh, I'll, yeah, pod twelve. Uh, how is everyone doing tonight? Man, I've been man. playing Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. It keeps crashing on me. It's so annoying. Darius, that game has crashed on me like fifteen times. I know. Like and, and we're both playing on PS5 too. That's the thing. We're both. And on I haven't game. played it that long. Like literally, I only had like one day this weekend where like I I really played it for like fucking six or seven hours or whatever, and like it just kept crashing. My friend who's like level like forty or something like that. Like it must have crashed on him like fifty times or something. I so- think I'm I'm level like thirty right now. It's like. I just got I just got artifacting like I'm closing the game and I just turned it back on. It, like, I heard like twelve thing. or fifteen. Yeah, I heard this yeah. game people are waiting like five years for or something eight like that. Years, I don't game man. so I don't. Eight years. Eight, eight years. Yeah. Damn. It's a pretty well, long time away for a fucking. Game I I heard people are enjoying it. I'm glad you two are enjoying it as well. Um, Christmas is around the corner. Um, I asked Darius, but Mike, are you doing anything special? Do you have anything in mind for Christmas? Is everyone getting sneakers? Uh, you know. You know what? I definitely want some sneakers for Christmas. Uh, I. Oh, I need the Grinches. Need the Grinches. Need the Grinches for the toe. Look, if if you're listening to this podcast and you have a pair, of, a, a ten and a half, Kobe six Grinch. You can run my fucking pockets for it. I will pay you whatever. Like I, like, you don't understand. <laughs> the like, wallet's I, open. I have wanted those, like, people will never understand, like, how crazy 16-year-old me was when it came to sneakers. Like, I'm so crazy about sneakers, but, like, yeah. when I was, like, a teenager and I had, like, nothing to worry about, like, at all, mm-hmm. like, it was, and, like, you worried 90% about sneakers. of my, yeah, 90% of my brain was, like, what's the next sneaker drop that I can't afford? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, the the Grinches were definitely at, like, the top of the list, like, and, and, and the... The Kobe 6 through 8 are probably three of my favorite uh, shoes. Like, I would say that I prefer the Kobe 6 through 8 to the Jordan 6 through 8. Okay. Is that a hot take? No. Not a hot take. Your take. I think it's like a different um, era. It's a different different era. Yeah. That's an era of someone who was actually into basketball sneakers at a certain period of time. Instead of just being a hype beast now. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) I agree. I agree. How about yeah, you, Darius? How about you guys? Oh, me? So far, I don't know, man. Nothing so far. We just went to lockdown for everyone who's not in York region, Toronto. Um, we went to lockdown recently, and essentially, Christmas is closed. Because you're not allowed to have any gatherings past, like, your household. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to do anything outside. Nope. So... We'll see how it develops. You we'll know what, though? Um, the the good thing that has come out of uh, all this lockdown stuff is, like, just all the memes of, like, the vaccine getting rolled in 
to the to the <laughs> hospital for the first time. Like that was hilarious. Like people just I, like my algorithm they, is not showing me that stuff. So they're like they're like <laughs> they're like pushing it in on the cart, and it's like the Goldberg theme from like WWF, oh. or, <laughs> like the NBA on ESPN or something. It's just so funny. Like it's. I can imagine that, man. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, you had any plans? Um, no. I, I think I'm really going to try not to spend any more. I, I sent Mikey a photo of them. Um, but I just bought the Casablancas because they did the restock. Um, and I, I just got to stop. I, I got to stop because uh, I'm trying to look for a new place, you know. So, you know, making investments that way instead of uh, pissing away the money. Uh, but no, in terms of sneakers, nothing. If anything, I'm looking for my brother because I just recently just kind of reconnected with him. And uh, I showed him the Jubilees because uh, he, he grew up. He's like 10 years older than me. So he grew up in that, you know, uh, the Michael Jordan, the later half of the Michael Jordan era, right? The pennies, like he his are the favorites. Like I remember seeing foam posits, you know, on the shoe rack. And I'm thinking like they're whack. So I was just reconnecting. So he's like, hey, if you ever see any like 12s or 11s, like, let me know, and I'll let you know if, if I want to cop them. You know what I noticed is, uh, it's funny that you bring up the 12s. You, anybody who likes 12s is a real sneakerhead, period. Oh, yeah. You you don't like the 12s if you're not a real sneakerhead. Like, that's not a hype <laughs> shoe. Like, there, there's no, like, Lucas Abat is not going on Instagram rocking a pair of Jordan 12s. Like, I'm sorry to tell you. Like, yeah, yeah. Flu games don't count. <laughs> yeah, flu, flu, flu games don't count. <laughs> But, uh, Speaking of Jordans, he did see those um, the ones that just dropped uh, today, the Jordan Air Jordan One. Uh, fuck, he wore them in the interview. I don't remember the name, but it was on. It looks like a tennis shoe. Looks like a tennis shoe. There's quilting um, at the by the heel. It was a Jordan One that dropped today. Yeah, this morning. It was a Jordan One low. What? It was a low. Sorry, it wasn't a high. It was a low. Anyways, he was Anyways. interested. So any, I'm just, I might even just start um, looking out for for some close family members. Personal yeah, cups, sure. though. I've I have enough three two sevens that that could last me. You have enough shoes as yeah. it is. You don't need another pair of those. Man. I don't need another pair. Uh, and I've I've got a few up there, so I'm good. I'm good. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, let's move on gr- to what's up. That shoe's growing on me, though. It's really starting to grow on me. Uh, so. I want to ask, what was on the feet, what was on the wrist? I'm going to go first. Tudor Black Bay 58, really, really simple, and then 990 V5. That's it. It's been a crazy week, and that's, that's all that are, are the staples. I'm going to turn it over to Darius. How about yourself? Same staples, uh, Submariner, and B23s. Very nice. And you, uh, sir? Again, nothing on the wrist because I have a phone in my pocket. Damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> take that for accuracy um and then you win on, on the feet um I, you know what kind of a little bit hypocritical but I've, I've worn those vapor max utility a few times um i the thing is like i like the sole on them a lot the sole slip on is, slip off man slip on slip like off. i i don't like the upper that much but like the sole on them is enough for me to like come back to them every once in a while because Which i color do really do like the vapor max sole i have like the it's kind of like a like a cream and like a lavender almost oh nice i know what you're yeah. yeah 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 it's, it's a nice shoe i like it but i mean 
Um, no, the Vapor Max Soul. I honestly think the Vapor Max Soul might be like the most comfortable soul. Honestly, that was a Nike great or in general great shoe. Um, in terms of comfort, dude. In terms of like in ter- like me wear testing shoes, like I remember um, I went to New York. Uh, when we could go out. And the, the end, yeah, when we could go out. Uh, the end of March 2019. And I rocked those Vapor Max utilities the whole weekend. And I remember on the Friday that I got there, I locked myself out of my buddy's apartment. And he was like at work. Like he, he, he worked in IB. So it was just like he wasn't going to get home until like 10 o'clock. So I was like yeah. stuck. Like there was nothing I could do. I walked like. On my life, I walked over 50 blocks, and my feet were totally fine. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I Vapor, Vapor Max Soul, man. Better than Boost, period. I agree. Yeah. I, New Balances still take the cake for me. Comfort. In terms of comfort? Yeah. That's surprising. Really? Hot take. Yeah. Really? I mean, they're comfortable. It's not like I'm saying they're uncomfortable yeah. shoes. I just mean, like, in terms of, like, overall comfort, that's, like, your number one is, like, is... is I, I own ones? the utilities in all black, right? And and I've worn it. It's my Maybe it's the way my, my feet go. They always kind of slip off on the pinky side. Slip off to the side? Yeah. yeah. That's the only thing. That's they're why narrow. I don't like the knit upper. That's why. Yeah. So, no, but in terms of the, the New Balance, I'm talking about the uh, 990 V5s. I have it in the in the gray, and I have it in the navy as well. Huh. Yeah, I don't have platform. any of those, but I do yeah, want. It's more like a solid platform, whereas like Vapor Max Soul, you're on like you feel like you're on stilts sometimes. The slippage I didn't like that much. I had a mock Vapor Max um, once, and then I had and I sold those. I had those utilities. The utilities are the only ones I that I ended up keeping because they yeah. are pretty nice. I don't own any. I don't own any Vapor Max anymore. R.I.P. I I that's why I kind of want a pair of the um, like the Vapor Max Plus. Mm. Because I feel like that would uh, get rid of the issue of like my foot sliding over, yeah. And and I love that sole, so I I think I might actually pick up. But that that might be the next the next sneaker I pick up for personal. Cool. But I mean, I just got those fire reds. I don't know if I can if I can just shell out all this cash on shoes right now. <laughs> well, the fire reds for me, it's the Achilles. It's just a little little uncomfortable there. What with the with like the pull tab, like brushing no, up against the back of your heel. Back is just a little too um, too narrow. Really? Yeah, for some reason. The length is perfect, but it's just my Achilles. Like, it gets a little agitated. For me, I, th- I, th- I think that the 4 is the most perfect Jordan shoe in terms of, like, being able to wear every day. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I've never had an issue with comfort in those. I like, Except for when like you sixes. first get them and you don't want to crease them, in which case, oh, my oh. God. I like, I like 6s. I'm a fan of 6s and 7s. I feel like my, my foot slides too much in the six. Uh, I I I uh, you I wore the uh, sixes to longboard in. Super nice. You know what the 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 sole is like really flat, so it is a good shoe to do it in for sure. I I, I remember the uh, the summer that I worked Blue Jays and I was ushering for the Blue Jays. Mm. Uh, I wore the Olympics the whole summer and like they 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 held up pretty well, man. Nice. Carmine Reds are coming out uh, February 13th. <laughs> Another red shoe that I don't need. Let's Another go. Another red shoe. I know. 
I don't need either. I don't need either. <laughs> but I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna get like it's 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 gonna happen. Like I'm gonna get yeah. them. <laughs> Do you like the release, uh, Mikey? What? In terms of like like for personal, like would you would you rock that shoe? Your thoughts on the Carmine? Oh yeah, for sure. Dude, I'm I'm a sucker for for OG. Uh, colorways. colorways yeah like yeah. i love i love the carmines uh the black infrared i'm a huge fan of fire reds the bread fours white cements black cement white cement. like literally like you know what i mean like you you throw those in front of me and i'm like all right how much you want for them like, all right, like it's it's, it's <laughs> they're gonna, gonna redo happen. a thunder like, four and it's like done i'm it's such happening. a sucker for the og colorways and like it, it's a problem because i i'm always like okay this is the last one i need for a while and then it's like yeah oh, this is my 17th white, red, and black shoe. Like, I don't need another one. I like the Olympic 7s too, man. That's Those I can pass on, actually. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, They look good with pants. They look like shit with shorts. And I just like... Yeah, I don't wear uh, sneakers with shorts. Yeah. Ever? Uh, very rare. Like, what do you very... wear with shorts then? Well, I guess I shouldn't say sneakers. I I wouldn't wear Jordans with with shorts. Okay. Yeah. Like nine nine seven, so like nine eight. I would. I I think it depends on the sock. Like it really depends on what you're doing with the sock game, in order for you to not look like you shop at Blue Nose. <laughs> yeah. There's such a look attached to like a sneaker, and then like you know plaid shorts that I'm just like I do not want to <laughs> associate myself with that. No, you know, you know what I what what instantly comes to mind when I think of like Jordans and shorts is um, this isn't a thing anymore. But I swear to God, in like the middle of the tens, it was like the biggest thing ever. The camo shorts with the grape fives. I swear to God, it was like it was, <laughs> yeah. it was like the, hot, the, it was like the hottest look on the street. <laughs> you had a brass bass pro shop hat too. Oh yikes! Yeah, that's the icing on the I had cake, one right? of those, man. I had one of those. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I had one of those. I thought I was swagging with the fucking fast food shops trucker hat. Well, isn't that funny that sometimes these uh, the, these novelty brands, right, that really mean nothing, right, have such a great attachment. And what I'm kind of alluding to is I shared this on my page is is the Kirkland box logo <laughs> with oh a direct, yeah, that's, that's actually a hilarious. direct embroidery Fire. signature, right? On I believe it's a it's a screen print. And then the signature in Kirkland is um, is, uh, is is done in direct embroidery. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. I saw that. Honestly, I um, I was thinking about talking about that. So I mean, like, we might as well get to it now. Uh, but I <laughs> when I saw that, I think I saw it on uh, maybe like Hidden NY first or something like that. Shout out to Hidden NY. They always put up some good content. Oh hell yeah. Um, but. I think I saw it on Hidden and Why, possibly. And I was just, like, looking at this. And I think we're really at the point... Like, I know, like, I've harped on this in past weeks and stuff. But, like, we gotta slow our roll, man. We, like... Like, Kirkland has to relax. Like, I love the white tees. Love the black tees. You know, like, four for 16. You can't get a better deal than that. But we do not need Kirkland branded box logos like we don't need that like just it'll please. sell out though <laughs> it'll sell out yeah like i mean it'll sell out and be like five dollars how long how long do you think it'll be before like an influencer wears that oh like two days 
Yeah. You in two well, days? Do, do you remember <laughs> at like the beginning of dad shoes and people were going to Kirkland and buying Kirkland shoes? Because they had fucking Dr. Scholl's in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. They kind of look like a... That was like the thing, a, too, man. They look like they kinda look like a, They kind of look... That's what I was about to say. They kind of look like a bootleg monarch, right? Yeah. People were rocking that. They were like, yeah, oh, yeah. You're going to get your Kirkland box logo and have, like, your tub of cashews. And you're going to be snacking <laughs> on that. I, uh, you got to do a Kirkland I w- bit. <laughs> I wonder... Um, speaking of the monarch, is... I know that's the best-selling Nike shoe. I wonder how much better the sales have become over the last, like, t- two or three years. You know? I, like, think it's, I think it's blown up. I Honestly, I don't think the Monarch sales have blown up to an extent where it would be, like, we need to start doing stuff with the Monarch. Well, they, they dropped the M2Ks. The M2Ks, I feel like, kind of people gravitated towards, where it was, like, a little bit more of, like, a... Like a street forward. Yeah, but that's like the only um, thing. Besides like Martin Rose. The, those are fucking terrible. So yeah. yo, I'm Bricks. sorry, Mar- like I, I mess with I mess with some of the clothes from, from Martina Rose, but like Those are bricks. Oh my um, god, those are the worst. Those are the but worst. But like besides that, right? <laughs> the only monarchs that sell are gonna be the white and the black. And the black, yeah. Yeah, and that's, I'm pretty sure that's, like, the only things they make. And M2K is sort of, like, a little bit more... I think I think with the with the original Monarch, the, uh, the the one that probably sells the most, which you don't even think about, but it, I think it is the OG colorway of the Monarch, is, like, the white, and then the, the accents are, like, the navy. Navy. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. Al- oh, yeah, there's also a bread. There's a bread Monarch. I don't... I've never seen Wait. it. I don't think I ever want to see it. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm There's good. a bread Monarch. I'm good. Until the algorithm gives it to me, I'm good. I don't need to actively see a bread monarch. That is do you, odd. Do you guys do you guys think that like Nike it will be prone to put out a new dad shoe anytime soon? Nah. No. No? No. Do you think nah. we're do you think we're past the point where that's even necessary for Nike to do or like any brand to do to like create a new dad shoe silhouette do you think we're we're kind of moving past that as like yeah, a, as that. a society yeah i think so they think try they try they really try with like m2k and stuff like that but it's not necessary i'm talking I, about like a completely new fresh silhouette though for for a dad like a dad shoe-esque design yeah that's what you're saying no mm-hmm. i think uh we're gonna move towards performance and futurism you know what? I think you could argue that they do keep making new dad shoes by having like the uh, the takedown models of their hero shoes. Explain. Like what? Okay, so you know how you have like the uh, the super high tech like ultra fly whatever blah 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 next percent runners, right? They have that. You know, they throw all their tech at it, and that's the shoe. That's the hero shoe, right? And it's going to be at retail like 350 or something absurd for a lot of people. Like 350 is too much for a running shoe for most people, which is fine. So what Nike does, and it's like a lot of brands will do this, is they'll take that shoe and dilute it down and keep diluting it down, keep diluting it down. So you take out the fly weave, right? Take out the carbon fiber shank, take out this and that, this and that. Then you end up with a shoe at like $80 or so that resembles the ultra fly next percent. 
and then you get a lot of the same shoe just not as refined or plush and that sort of becomes your dad's shoe i've seen a lot of people wear those shoes what do you think the best model for them to do that with would be huh i think i think i i have a pretty good idea actually like air pegasus uh yeah i was thinking the zoom pegasus turbo too yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's it's like a really it's 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 not a dad shoe. It's clearly a performance shoe, mm-hmm. but it's dadly enough if you wear it on the street. Exactly, and you yeah. put down some takedown models with like knit instead of fly weave, right? Yeah, and then so put some React in there. There you go. Indirectly create a new dad dad exactly. silhouette. Okay. Yeah. That That's I pretty interesting. Actually. Yeah, that's it's like you point. see those NMDs. You see like NMDs, right? And then you see those like quote quote unquote NMDs with like regular foam soles. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know, right? Uh, okay, right? Yeah. 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 I've uh, even seen with some Boost models too. It's it's not really an Ultra Boost, and then it's just like a regular foam, kind of resembles it. Okay, yeah. I, I, know what you mean. I yeah, can't. Like I, I, I hate models. the shit on those people. I mean, like, yeah, those shoes are not cheap. Look, NMDs and you know, ultras are not cheap. Yeah. So, I can't. Yeah. Uh, you know. And it's like it's a conscious effort by the brand to yes. dilute their hero product and make it more accessible. Which is fine. Exactly. Yeah. Or which is pretty admirable. Yeah. Which is pretty admirable. Or like, at the end of the I day. don't think it's admirable. I think they just want to put more fingers in the pie. Yeah, for sure. No. For sure. Right. <laughs> it, but I mean, it does something for everybody. At the same time, they could also tell the consumer that wants that but can't afford it to fuck off and then just, like, okay. you know, like, just, you know, charge people $300 or whatever it is. Um, I guess I guess Nike has done also kind of a good job of that uh, with, like, their basketball stuff. Um, where, like, you'll get, like, the... Uh, like the like, let's say, well, the the last time that they did this well was with the LeBron Soldier, I think the nine or something like that. So yeah. like they had the LeBron twelve out or whatever, which is like a three hundred dollars shoe, and then they had the Soldier out, which is like one hundred and eighty bucks. So like, still a very good shoe, and I mean like a lot of people that I know uh, that played basketball in it and had both pairs preferred the Soldier than to the uh, to the twelves or thirteens or whatever it was at the time. Um. But I feel like they don't do it, like, with that, with, like, as many of, like, their more lifestyle-esque shoes. Um, maybe, maybe, I guess with, like, if you're looking at, like, a Jordan 1, would you guys, would you guys kind of think that the mid is the equivalent to that? Like, yeah. the high, the high is, like, the expensive, like, premium That's the hero Jordan. shoe, right? Yeah, and then the mid is, like, okay, like, have it, I don't care, like. Yeah, the everyday person can can cop. I, I do want to say one thing about the mid. I saw those bread mids, and I was like, no. Yeah, I'm not a fan. You have the Chicago <laughs> mids. I do. I have I have two mids. Really? You have the Chicago mids. Yeah, I don't think they're terrible, um, as long as you drape pants over them. But you cannot <laughs> flaunt the dwarf. You, you know, you, he thinks he thinks he's not ter- It's not terrible as long as you cover them up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you have to cover them up, that says a lot about how you feel about the shoe, man. Darius did say, "Why don't you just wear lows?" He's just like, I don't know. I just yeah. But with the mid, I mess with the lows. Uh, I'm I I'd, I'd rather rock a Air Force One. 
here's here's something that I find really interesting. So a good friend of mine, he um, wanted like an all white pair of sneakers this summer, and he was gonna get a pair of AF ones, but. Um, he was like, I don't know, man. It's like too chunky. It's like a dad shoe in comparison to the Jordan One Low. And um, and at first I was like, you're so off base with that. But then when I really thought about it, I was like, he's not that wrong. Well, like when you really? really compare the two, yeah, like when you compare the two of them, it's like the Jordan One Low is like much more accessible to people that don't like like a chunkier dad esque silhouette than the Air Force One is. Isn't it? Like... Who's thinking dad I, in Air Force okay, One? Okay, you know what? I, like, I, but I here's the thing is, it's not a dad shoe. It's not a dad shoe. Yeah. But just because when we think of a dad shoe, we think of like a chunkier, wider, especially like the sole and the midsole on it. Yeah, like, I agree. I, you know? I, like, I, it, like, for me, like for me, I'm a pretty skinny dude. So I can't, I don't like wearing Air Forces because they're chunky. That's why I like the one so much more. Yeah. But also, like, I can't imagine, like, a dad wearing a crispy Air Force One, right? I'm, try to imagine in your mind's eye your dad wearing the crispiest Air Force Ones, right? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I whenever, whenever I think of white Air Force Ones, <laughs> if I'm not thinking of, like, Dipset or something like that, Dr. I'm thinking Dre, of... I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm legitimately just thinking of, like... White girls going to Kaggers. I'm not gonna lie to you. Really? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Have they butchered it that much? Like, I grew up in the era of like Air Force One. Right. Everyone. Like, yeah. Tiptoeing, especially the the mids. Everyone was rocking those Air Force Ones mids when I was growing up. Yo, here here's what I'll say, and this is my bold prediction for next year. I think the Air Force One is going to have a gigantic year next year. I haven't seen what the release calendar is like for it, but like, I don't know, man. The white Air Force One sold out on Nike.ca or .com this summer. The white yeah. Air Force One, the most That's available like, yeah. shoe you can get. Yeah. If if Nike doesn't take that and and springboard and off it. of it in twenty twenty one, I don't know what to tell you. Like they have every opportunity in the world to absolutely make the Air Force One pop off again, and the mids are a perfect shoe in my opinion. Yeah. All of them are good. Mids, lows, highs are all good. Like, none of them is a bad shoe. Yeah. I like the Gore-Tex All of them, stuff. you can make something good. The Gore-Tex the stuff, the, Gore-Tex the SFB stuff. stuff. It's nice. The Tishi has... stuff from, like, 2013. Yeah. Yo, oh. I almost copped a pair of the Tishi joints this summer. Uh, like, the, the pink and, like, blue ones crazy Thanks. shoe and the and the resale on them is like non-existent which is so that, weird to me back when they were hot it's like a grand a pair now it's like two dollars it's like <laughs> it's like 200 bucks like 175 yeah i can probably get my size yeah yeah okay so your stuff. prediction is air force air force ones 2021 yeah what, what what's what's your prediction for now i mean i wish we could have done this maybe like in the pod at the end of the year but yeah i guess we're doing it early <laughs> but okay. i would do, what, i would think air force one you're gonna go with air force one as well i go with air force one okay what are you i need with time that? to think about it man in terms of nike or just like for sure nike 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 okay. nike, nike. Mm. I'll, I'll get back to you later in the pod i, I, okay. I can't just right. i can't answer it on All the right. fly this, yeah, yeah. Let, this let requires it, thinking this requires yeah thinking. let it let it sink in a little um speaking of some chunkier shoes um, everybody's favorite 
guy who can't pick his spots uh, decided that he was going to wear the Osiris D3. Um, guys, I don't know how you feel about this shoe. I think it's, I think it's the worst sneaker of all time. I, I honestly think it's the worst shoe of all time. And there's no change, like, there's no change in my mind on this. Like, usually, like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe, like, a different colorway or this and that and the other thing. Like, that shoe is trash, man. Like, Wait, who wore it? Travis Scott. Oh, my God. Hold Isn't on. that crazy? He literally is putting out Nike SBs and then he wears another skateboarding company shoe on Instagram. Okay. Wow, really? Yeah, it's an ugly-ass shoe, man. I'm, I'm looking it's, at it Especially right with now. those big, thick laces in the front. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was like... like did you uh, walk into a West 49 and pick those up or what? I was <laughs> like, okay, I'm pretty sure Osiris is a skate brand. I'm like, why, how does this kind of come in? And you're seeing Travis Scott wear it. I'm like, okay, is, this, is there something brewing there? Yeah, I don't. It's not. not for me. Well, like, ASAP Rocky... Um, Has worn it too. When he when he did his Under Armour shoe, it was essentially like a direct ripoff of the Osiris D three. Hmm. When he did like that testing shoe, yeah, it's like I remember people were like, "Oh, this is the Osiris D 3 I have no idea how Under Armour didn't get in hot water for that, but apparently they got away with it. Um, Maybe because they're uh, Under Armour. <laughs> probably because they're Under Armour. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I Osiris think... really has the lawyers to throw around it. No, they don't. Or anything. <laughs> They, they probably took it as a compliment. Do, They're like, okay. Yeah, probably like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for giving us a shout out. I think Travis Scott is trying to invoke early 2000s Lil Wayne. Early 2000s Lil Wayne. For yeah. those that are, are more Gen Zs, you want to kind of walk them through that thought process? Just Google Lil truck Wayne. fit. Just Google truck That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and Supras. Supras. <laughs> But, like, that was, like, when Lil Wayne could wear anything, right? And it would catch on. I think well, Travis is trying that. Man, I remember... I remember... the Funny that you bring up Supras. I remember, like, having, like, a, a pair of the Supra, like, the sky highs or whatever with, like, the Velcro straps at the front. Yeah. And, like, t- tucking in my pants and then, like, doing up the Velcros and shit. <laughs> I thought I was so sick, man. Me too. Me too. And you know what it is? I think, <laughs> and Trav, and the thing is, like, back then, Lil Wayne was like, oh, I'm getting to, like, skateboarding and blah, 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 right? In 2020, he actually skates. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Travis is trying to do that. So 2030, we're going to see Travis start skating. <laughs> wow. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, though. Uh, I went to Rolling Loud last year. And Travis, like, busted his fucking knee out, like, just jumping around. So I don't think I want to see him on a skateboard, man. He needs to, he needs to preserve his health. He's a fragile soul. <laughs> he's, a, he's a fragile soul, man. No, he's no, a fragile was, body. Yo, he, he rages, though, man. Like, yeah, that, that, shit, that shit has to take a toll on your body. Like, imagine, imagine jumping around and, like, screaming into a microphone every fucking night. Like, that, like, that has got to be so taxing on your body. Or at least every other night for like six months straight. For, for six tour. months straight, <laughs> like, I'll, yeah. I'll be I the old guy in here. I've never listened to Travis's music, but I've seen a lot of clips of his live. Hey, I I don't, man. I'm a. You call me the never old guy listen to Travis Scott you call, in your life, yeah, Ed. I don't think I have never actively ever. 
I've never actively listened to Travis Scott. I'm just You've never sat down and been like, okay, I'll take this in. Yeah. I've never done that. Wow. Ed, that, come on, man. That's like saying, like, you've never listened to the Beatles or something. (laughs) In terms of influence, yeah. Not interesting. Come on, man. Like, you don't want to get sicko mode with Travis, (laughs) bro? (laughs) Like, in terms of global numbers, like, that's a pretty good comparison. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Have it on the record. Have it on record. Damn, bro. Yo, Ed, you really don't listen to rap like that, eh? Yeah, no. Right. Yeah. I like 90s rap, man. Yeah? I, I love 90s, yeah. Ghostface, like, uh, all that kind of stuff. I and I, Pete Rock, you know, oof. Jay Dilla. He's like, still bumping Illmatic. Yeah. See, like, I, I mess with all that stuff, but I mean, like, the thing is, like, all right, let's say it's a Friday night, man. It's a Friday night. I'm getting my pre-drink on. Sesh? I'm about to go buy... $10 vodka cranberries for girls that I'm never going to talk to again. I'm getting, I'm <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't do it. that, sir. Uh, yeah, okay, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, when you're turn, when you're about to, when you're getting ready to turn up, I want to listen to, like, Travis Scott, Lil Uzi, Drake. I want to listen to Playboy Cardi. I'm not trying to be like, oh, man, you know, you know what would really set this <laughs> off right now? It's like, what? Old Dirty Bastard. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, Gangsta's Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, rapper, rapper's, uh, rapper's delight, rapper's delight. Oh my gosh! <laughs> By uh, the Sugar Hill, is that the Sugar Hill Gang or something like that? Uh, you no, put what on you Travis. see is not a testament. <laughs> <laughs> so you put on Schoolboy Q, one. like collared greens. Yeah, man. Okay, uh, catch, like you know, Kendrick Lamar. J. Cole, that's my kind of rap. Oh, like Schoolboy Q? Oh, like, love that shit. The one time I went to a Schoolboy Q concert, I'll tell you a story. I went to a Schoolboy Q concert for my birthday, like, a couple years ago. My friends treated me to it. The one night I go, Schoolboy Q has a sore throat. Oh, damn. Come on, bro. Like, come on, man. Come on. I, I mess with Schoolboy Q pretty heavy. Yeah. I, uh... Me too. Yo, imagine going to a Schoolboy concert and... He can't rap or sing. Imagine, no, imagine this. Imagine being a first year university and you're finally like away from your parents for the first time. Uh-huh. And like, you can like smoke weed freely and you have a schoolboy Q post- poster on your dorm room wall. Welcome to my life. Welcome to my life. <laughs> Welcome to my yeah. life. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I, was, I was literally like, yeah. Like, <laughs> you got a snapback on or something? With a Supra's on? Yeah. <laughs> no, yo, no, come on. Come on, bro. I wasn't in university in Not 2012. PG1s. PG1s. PG1s for the outlet. <laughs> no, no, no. PG1s on. Year, year one, I feel like I was rocking. Uh, I don't even know what I rocked a lot. I feel like I rocked my fours a lot that year. I feel like I was wearing like the the Toro Bravos a lot, and probably my sixes a lot too. That was I wore a lot of Converse. That's all I wore. You know, yeah, what, I didn't man? wear anything in like university. I wore dark a Clark's uh, Desert Boots. Yeah, you still I wear Clark's? I, I do. See, old. <laughs> <laughs> Always. 
Some like you know Aldo combat boots too, and like that's it. That's all I wore. I should I should probably ask for that for Christmas. That's what that's what I should be like. Because my parents are like, what do you want? And I'm like, I'm 24 years old, man. I don't know what I want. Like, like, and I should probably ask bot. for a pair. Of, I should yeah. I want wrap. It's eight thousand dollars, mom and dad. Is that okay? Um, no, I would I would love that. Damn. If my dad was like, here's a key for the bot, I'd be like, how the hell did you know where to buy this? Like, Google. Uh, what were you going to say about the Clarks? You know, um, maybe that's what I should ask for. I should ask for a pair of Wallies, man. The, uh, I keep on seeing you wearing the like the, the cream, the beige pair. And, yeah, I got an uh, off-white are the, are the mock pairs and then the, the, the maple, you know, the, uh, the classic ones are the, uh, the wallaby boot. I, I might I might have to I might have to steal those from you the way Cam Good. stole my PG ones <laughs> and my and my GA twenty one hundred you know it is what it is he, I know he's gonna all, listen to this he's gonna be all so love pissed there, bro. This. all love there <laughs> <laughs> um right. speaking of uh, I guess Travis and Dunks and stuff like that um I I'll start with the Sean Cliver dunk I don't know if you guys have seen it uh. But it is, I think, the shoe of the year. Um, I I have yet to see any colorway of any silhouette that looks better than that shoe. The materials look unbelievable. The the metallic and the swoosh is fantastic. Like I I really do believe it. It might be the best shoe of the year. Um, I don't I don't know where you guys stand on that. But the funniest part about it is I was looking at it for like you know an extended period today. And it dawned on me, I'm like, oh, this is what the PlayStation dunk would have looked like if it wasn't corny as hell. Like, this is it right here. Like, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. Good I'm looking, looking shoe. Looking at it right now. It, it, it's great. It's, it's not me. You don't like the SBs? Oh, don't get me wrong. I do. But this, this, this color blocking and, and the combo with, with the gold, right? With the gold swoosh. I think it's like a, it's a silver, isn't it? It's not gold. It's oh. silver. It's gold. It's gold. Oh, is it That's gold? gold, bro? That's Damn. a gold. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm colorblind, and I should probably. <laughs> but no, I, I like it. I thought I thought I thought that it went pretty well. I just like really like I'm a I'm a sucker for like a light blue. I don't have like a light blue in my in my rotation at all. So. Maybe yeah. that's like what I'm looking out for. And then when I saw the PlayStation dunks, I was like, oh, I really like that color. But like. Oh my god, um, and, and then you know I saw these. And I'm like, all right, okay, like I could I could get behind those. Oh, the um, toe is like snowflake. Yeah, it's like a holiday shoe. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what this is? This is them bringing the Dior one to the dunk. No, I was gonna say this reminds me of the uh, Air Jordan One Lowe's Paris. Exactly, which was that? them bringing the Dior dunk to the people. Uh, it is it is kind of accurate like as as much as like i don't agree with you like i i kind of look at it and i'm like okay that makes sense like it like the dior comparison does kind of make sense in that in uh, they saw that colorway it took off they knew it was gonna hit and they're like you know what we can make like five shoes from five more shoes out of this (laughs) they're gonna make one they're gonna make that sean cliver into a high you think I so? I, I, I think like they could. More. They could do it. Would, what would I you think say? If they that? made a high, they would make a. They'll get so much more flack for it. High better yeah. than than a low for this colorway. Like personally for me, 
I, I can see people run run towards this this colorway though. I think it makes sense for people to get excited. Don't get me wrong. For me though, falls a little short. Coming from the guy yeah, that uh, that will bump. Uh, what what what'd you, what'd you say? What was the song they they put? Anyways, bump bump the boring songs during a party. Or a six. Oh, uh, the, the the the, sh- the Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. Rappers delight. Coming from that guy. Coming from the Clark's guy. Now what you hear is not a <laughs> test. <laughs> I think this this dunk it looks good. My problem with it is I don't like like the um the icy soles. I just don't like icy soles. At all. They're hard to maintain. Like you don't like no. a. Hard you to don't maintain. like a spaceship. I like the thing is, when I was younger. When I was younger, I went, that sucks. I, like, I hate the way they yellow. And now I'm like, how do I yellow them faster? Like, it needs to be fast. Like, I don't want it to be icy ever again. Like, I, I literally had a guy. I had a guy on, like, Facebook hit me up uh, to restore, like, a pair of, uh, like, Columbia's from, like, 01 or whatever, whatever year they dropped. And he's like, oh, like, can you, like, soul swap these for me or, like, make them icy again? And I'm like... Why the fuck would you do that? Like I, like, I was like, why would you do I was like, man, I'll do it. But, like, this is a really bad idea. Like, these, like, because the uppers were in perfect shape. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is like, I'm like, you are never going to get a better age shoe than this in your life. Like, I could, I could try to make these look, like, if you gave me a fresh pair and said, try and make these look like this, there's no way I'd be able to do it. Like, this could be, it was an unbelievable job. Um, wow. And he got it for like a hundred bucks, and I was just like, "Dude, just leave them, just leave them the way they are." I'm telling you, it's a good look. And I and he didn't send them to me, and I was like, "Thank you, I appreciate you." He I was gonna say you should have sent some photos, man. Just shared <laughs> some photos of how nice I, you know what, I think, the upper looked like. I think I have some on Facebook. I'll definitely I'll send them over at some point. Yeah, um, I think I like I get what you're talking about. Like the aged icy look is really cool, but I just don't like the transition period. Like. Bit yeah. too much. That's fair. Like my B my B twenty threes are yellowing and it's like uh See I wouldn't like it on a designer sneaker at all. Right. That would that pisses me off. That's true. That would piss right. me off. If I had an icy sole on a on a designer sneaker and it started yellowing, I would be pretty pissed. Now for the B twenty three the entire upper because it's all like plastic. Oh, so like the entire true. thing is going yellow, I'm like, bruh. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, you got to use like so much like sea glow or whatever for that. Yeah, like, that's oh god, that is yeah, that's not ideal. So why do you, why do you like the uh, Sean Clyver dunk, Mikey? Honestly, I just like like I said, I'm a, I'm a sucker for that blue. Um, I know that I was actually speaking about the so I didn't even know that the shoe exists until like maybe last week. I was just like on the phone uh, with my buddy, and uh, it was post walmart midnight playstation release that they didn't tell anybody about mm-hmm. and like i was just like decompressing I'm like shit man like i was literally on my computer all day and i decided to like go out and then they they dropped two minutes later or whatever like i was like so upset and yeah. then we just like got on the sean cliver dunk and he's like oh it's like a snowflake in the toe and i was like what and he's like yeah, yeah yeah it's like all the holes in the it, like it looks like a snowflake i'm like that is the best holiday shoe ever like that's way better than like the concepts like ugly christmas sweater <laughs> you know those are those are pretty cool too. Those are those are pretty fire. Well, what are you? What's what are your favorite uh, Christmas themed uh, shoe? It's actually the the those um, concepts. I love those concepts. It's so sick. 
Really? The, the ugly Christmas sweater dunk? Yeah, I love those. It's so cool. It's a good shoe. Christmas thing. You can't think of anything? No. Really? Wallies uh, all day. A-L-D <laughs> wallabies in the green. That's a holiday shoe. For me, it's got to be... Um, I want to say it's the LeBron... 10 Christmas. Either the LeBron 9 or the LeBron 10 Christmas. It was just like... I don't know. Like, I... The way that, like, Pete, like old heads romanticize, like, Jordan... Um, like, I already know that when I have, like, kids and stuff, I'm gonna romanticize the hell out of LeBron. Like, I'm just gonna be like, oh, you guys don't even understand. He was playing in Cleveland, and then he left because that team was shit, and then he came back, and there were sleeve jerseys, and he ripped the jersey, and (laughs) just like, and, and he wore these sneakers on Christmas. He wore them on Christmas. He only wore them on Christmas. Like, that, that is going to be my thing, 100%. Christmas, like, I tell you. Dad, shut up. LaMelo Ball is the best player to ever oh, live. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's got it's to be one of those. I, I, miss, I miss the fact that, you know, Nike doesn't do those releases anymore. Like, the Christmas shoes. I, I think they, they kind of just dropped the ball on the design aspect of them, and then people stopped buying them, and then that was kind of the end of it. Yeah. But well, Christmas like, always, always makes me think about Levens. Yeah. By, by, by nature, yeah. Yeah. I, I put this up on my, um, on my story the other day, and I know we talked about it in the, uh, the pod that went into the capsule last week. Uh, but... <laughs> but but basically, um, for one, do you got so we've seen a lot of patent leather on shoes recently. So mm-hmm. we've seen uh, the uh, black and metallic gold Air Jordan One. Yeah, uh, which you is have your all hands patent on. leather throughout. Uh, which I did on. have my hands on. It's very nice in hand. Uh, I actually had a pair of the mids as well, the OG release. I have no idea where they are. Um, but I would say that the quality on these is just as good as those. Um, and, but the thing is, I feel like that black and gold colorway is kind of played out in 2020. Like, I feel like in 2012, 2013, 2014, it you wouldn't have, crazy. you could have had 20 of those. They would have been gone in like two days. Okay. Um, but with, with, in 2020, I feel like people don't really spring for that colorway as much anymore. Maybe in the summer, you'll see it a little bit more, but. I don't think really p- people really care for it too much right now. But then, again, uh, you know, the next... Not the next week, I think two weeks later, we got the Jubilees on Saturday. And, uh, you know, patent leather on the 11s, obviously a classic shoe, but... Yep. Uh, I guess the first question I had was, are we over patent leather on shoes? Like, have we have we had enough of it? Is it is it really something that... Obviously, on the 11s, we're going to see them retro it every time. That's just how 11s work. But besides the 11s, are do you guys really see a need for patent leather moving forward? Because I just feel like it's kind of overdone and played out at this point, personally. And then the other question that I have on top of that is, um, should we should we just like, or should Jordan Bridge just give everybody a break 
for for a little while with the elevens. Should should they just throw them back in the vault for you know two three years and then and then build up the hype and then you know before you know it you'll release a pair of Space Jams and it'll be twenty eleven or twenty ten again. Okay, I had to go uh, first. I had to go first with the patent leather. I've always loved it because of what it resembles, and what it resembles to me is early two thousands, right? It resembles all of that, and so I'm saying this because I would never buy a patent leather shoe. That is just not me. Like I would not rock it, but because I love the feeling it evokes for me, like I would always admire it and I'd always appreciate it. So visually, I'll never get sick of it because. I think about, you know, the Air Force Ones that came in patent leather. I think about, like, Bastas, right? I think about, like, all those. So, to me, it's just, like, it's so nice to see that. And when I I see people wear it, it's like, oh, shit. Like, you know, you're bringing me, me, like, those vibes. Like, almost like Soldier Boy vibes, right? Um, So, I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it from from that sense. Um, And I hope that they just do more strategic drops. That makes sense rather than just kind of vomiting it like out there and having everyone kind of consume patent leather. Yeah, that was for Jordan Brand, is what you're saying. Oh, sorry, uh, for 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 Jordan Brand. But but here you you said for the for the Elevens if they should chill on it and then build yeah. up the hub. Um, yeah. As someone who's trying to get bread Elevens for for my brother, uh, no, just Do drop, them. <laughs> drop them. Drop <laughs> them. I think the last one was like 2019, right? The last retro? Yeah. Uh, 2019, 2018. We got one last year too, didn't we? Wasn't last year 2019? Oh my god, we're in, tw- we're in 2020, man. Honestly, <laughs> COVID is fucking up my brain. I literally, I, how did I not, I'm like, you're like 2019, I'm like, yeah, that was like five years ago, right? Like, I, this, this year is, this year no, has been so year. eternally long. Like, well, it's it, also weird because we're in December and it's not snowing, it's. If, yeah. if heaven, like if 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 God exists and there's a purgatory, they're just gonna make me keep on looping 2012 over and over again. It's gonna be like it's gonna be 11 months of just pain, and then like one month where I'm just like reselling consoles, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just gonna go back to January 1st again. And it's gonna be like what what happened? It's gonna be like yeah, this is year two of purgatory or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so what I will say is. Like the eleven retros, keep them coming. Just stop with the lows, the the the, the lows, like yeah. the eleven lows. Just just stop. I eleven lows, those, not actually. good. Really? Can I ask well, why? That's a hot I'm, take, I'm, man. I'm curious. Can you can you share? Like those are like just sins, so- like the way people look at mids is how I look at eleven lows. Really? Yeah. No. I see. I, I, I don't with, look with, at the I with the space jams. So. You know. I don't look at the eleven lows like that because. I mean, like, the first time they dropped them, like, it was, like, early in the 2000s, right? Like, it wasn't, it's not like it's, like, a new thing. Like, that was, like, maybe, like, oh one was the first, or maybe, like, late 90s, even? I don't know. Like, I'm not 100% sure when they dropped the first pair of lows. But I feel like if I was really into sneakers at that time, I'd probably denounce the lows a little bit more. But I think it looks way cleaner than the high. Like, I, I don't know, man. Especially, like... The thing that gets me with with, with uh, the eleven, like the OG, every time is that when you if you put your foot in it the wrong way, you just crease the whole back of the shoe forever. Like it's just, oh my god. 
I'm honestly, I'm getting, I'm getting PTSD right now. Darius, please say something, please. No, that man, is... those, those 11 those shouldn't exist. <laughs> what? See? They should not exist. What the fuck? No, nah, man. No. <laughs> Sorry. No, they, no, 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 no. Oh, jeez. No, 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 no. Sorry. No. It's okay. In terms of patent, go for the patent discussion. I, I understand the 11 and patent, but in like that discussion, I think patent's so era specific that you can't really keep come out with more patent shoes unless it's like for a shoe directly tied to that era. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So do, do you think that for the 11s, they should stop coming out with these new colorways? Like, do you think that the Jubilee should not have been a thing? Do you think that they should only do like Space Jam? Columbia's, uh, Breads, uh, what are the other OG colors? What other OG colors are there? Concords. Concords. Uh, How could we forget? That's it, that's it, right? Those those are the original four, I think. Tuxedo. Is that like an, is that like an OG colorway though? Yeah, that's reverse Concord. Okay, alright. Infrared. Is there infrared? No, 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 it's just a bread. No, it's just a bread. The Tuxedo is actually an OG colorway? Yeah. Jubilee's, I, I, really, they... I didn't mind. You know what? Okay. What they need to do is stop making Space Jam lights. Uh, like 7211. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jubilee's, they're all Space Jam light. If you're just going to do it, go for that. Yeah, they should, you're just saying they should drop Space Jams again? I mean, they dropped them last year, didn't they? They did. Or was That's that Concords last year? Here's the thing. They dropped them. Right? And then they drop, like, this is Jubilee. And it's really just Space Jam, but in, like, a different material. Like, slightly different material. Yeah. Right? It's like, stop doing that. Imagine if they drop breads all the time and it's changed, like, okay, now the soul is translucent red with a little bit of sparkle. It's still a React. Bread. React. <laughs> or, like, now it's now it's a bread with a leather upper instead of uh, the nylon leather. Is that and is that not kind of what they're doing with the Kobe's though, like with the with the pro tros and shit, like put in the put in the the pro tro and like like the sole or whatever they put in the. I don't even know what they're putting in the sole. It's like I want to say React. Is it React? I don't even know. Yeah, that, I think actually. that I'm more okay with. I'm more okay with like them actually putting new stuff into it rather than like making the same colorway literally the tiniest bit different yeah the aesthetic it. difference is what you what you have an issue with exactly okay. the the lack of an aesthetic difference okay. rather okay that's that's fair enough Four. I'm dude sorry. the tuxedo is actually like what Fire. the hell are these resale prices bro eleven oh my god dollars I, I was looking at resale prices after like last week oh my god what has gone into people for the 11? I'm shocked. What has happened? These actually released in 2013. That was that was the first release, so they're not no G colorway. But I'm shocked. Like, 1300 bucks. Yeah. Wow. Shoes are expensive, man. Shoes are so expensive. Like I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't understand the the. Like I used to, the thing is, when I was in high school, the 11 was like the coolest sneaker to me. Like I thought it was yeah. like the coolest Jordan, probably. Um, and now I'm like, oh my god, get away from me! Like I don't, I don't even care. Like what? Well, I, I like, I mean, I've had the Jubilees in hand. Um, it's, I mean, I feel like they did a pretty good job. I like the metallic Jumpman. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they definitely, you know, like, I know it is what you're saying, Darius, where, like, oh, it's, like, this is basically just, like, a tweak Space Jam. Um, but, I mean, like, it definitely has, like, a little bit of its own identity to it. Uh, but, like, even, like, you know, like, when I used to get a, my hands on a pair of 11s when I was, like, 16, 17, 18, I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe I'm holding this shoe. And, like, I literally, like, opened up the box and I'm like, this is stupid. And then I took a picture and I put it. And it's close. <laughs> and I put it back in the box. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm done. I'm not about the eleven hype. Uh, eleven. Eleven are great to... for me to to just look at. But you you wouldn't see them on my feet. I'll be honest. Oh you yeah, me too. Yeah. A lot of these sneakers, I I enjoy looking at, and get the culture, but I wouldn't purchase or wear. Yeah. Um, back to the dunk topic. Uh. You guys are aware of like the eBay dunks and and just like the history behind the eBay dunk. Why don't you share what with, with, with the people? It was a refresher. Yeah. So basically, the eBay dunk. Uh, there was one pair that was made for like showing people what the shoe was made to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, there was an auction, uh, which I believe was on eBay, if I'm not mistaken, in two thousand three. And um, this is pretty widely considered to be the the most rare uh, Nike SB uh, ever made. And it sold for $30,000 on eBay. And this was 2003, so I don't even know what that is with inflation. And essentially they took the original pair and they cut it up. And then they made another, yeah, they, they literally just chopped it up into bits. And then they made the shoe for the person who won the auction in their size. Uh, so that there would only be one pair of dunks. However, I've been alerted very recently that that is a sham and that Ben Baller has a pair. Uh, even though he's definitely not the one that won the auction. So <laughs> I think Nike kind of fleeced that guy a little bit. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Um how much do you guys, especially with the dunk hype, think that a dunk of that magnitude could catch in this market right now? How much? Yeah. Like, if it was legitimately a one-of-one, like, if it was it legitimate, If it was legitimately a one-of-one. Apparently, in May 2018, uh, Sandy Bodecker, who uh, essentially pioneered the Nike SB, um, was actually given his own pair uh, when he retired. By who? So... Uh, by Nike. By Nike. Okay. So I I guess that it's not it's not a one of one anymore. It's like a one of two or a one of three or something like that. But it's still an extremely rare shoe. So how much do you guys think that like let's say it went up on StockX? How much do you think that we're looking at for for an eBay dunk? Over six figures. I would agree. Yeah. Do you think the, it'd be the, more than the Paris dunk? Yeah. How much more? Double. I don't think double. I think it'll eclipse the Paris Dunk, but not by much. Hmm. What is Paris Dunk right now? Paris Dunk is what like it's, it's ludicrous. Uh, I've seen I've seen pairs of the Paris Dunks up for like oh, that's 120,000 or How something. How much? Like that. Here's the thing. Real. Last sale, 51. Okay. 51 So like people can ask sale? whatever they want, right? People can ask whatever they want. Yeah. If if I if I had fifty one thousand dollars, I think I would. 
If it was between me buying stock or me buying a pair of stock, I'd probably buy the pair of stock. That's that's a long term hold, man. Like yeah. it is. If, it. You know what I mean? It's fifty one thousand dollars for a pair of stock is kind of a steal. Like I mean, like it's it's ridiculous, but like <laughs> it kind of is. You know, like it kind of is. Like you get like if I have fifty one thousand dollars and somebody offers me a pair of stock, I'm buying it on the spot. As long as I know it's legit, I'm buying it on the spot. Well, the highest bid right now is thirty eight. Damn. All right, Mikey. But I think back to the eBay dunk. I think it will do if it came out as like a um, like the original pair where they cut up everything, blah blah blah, stuff like that. It will go past a Paris dunk because it would it would operate similar to how like an M and M comes out, right? But that's you know also I mean? bullshit too. Nike lies about that too, because I've I've heard Mayor literally talk about how Nike has lied about how many pairs of like M M&M and M fours are in existence. We're like they're yeah. like oh there's only ten. It's like yeah well I know people with three pairs so explain to me how that works. Like yeah, <laughs> you but, know what I mean. But what I mean is like it's gonna release like how that releases like how it's like eBay style blah blah like stuff like mm-hmm. that. How it's like auction style, it will go above a um, like fifty. I think it'll hit like a hundred as a sale price. Especially if they do something like a Doran Becker foundation where the amounts go into a um, charity, mm. a donation. Then it will go, like, ludicrous. You know what? I, um, I find it really interesting that sneaker culture has gotten to the point where we're seeing sneakers getting auctioned off at, like, Sotheby's and, like, Christie's and stuff. Like, that is crazy. Like, I, I remember, like being in high school and picking up a pair of like fours at Vaughn Mills for like two seventy and thinking I was getting taxed and now people are paying like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for like sneakers that honestly you could have gotten that sat on shelves. That yeah, legitimately sat easy. on shelves when they released. Like that's nuts. <laughs> pretty pretty crazy stuff. Um So wait, Mikey you're telling me if you had fifty thousand dollars that you would invest in that in that shoe but why would you not invest so. it into a watch Ooh. oh because oh you know you know why I wouldn't invest into a watch is because of all the all the red flags that Darius has thrown at me every single time <laughs> I tried to explain about I, I tried to ask about this I'm like Darius how can I resell a watch and he's like you can't and I'm like what do you mean and he's like oh well Rolex will will kill you or something like they'll assassinate you if you try and sell the Samaritan he, he did like, not for the well, record he did not say they will kill did you not say yeah that. no 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 to be totally clear Darius did not actually say that but he basically he's basically has told me like Rolex, Rolex is gonna be really pissed if you do that and it's like well I mean I don't want to piss off Rolex I don't know what they're working with <laughs> he, like, doesn't want, like, he doesn't want the Rolex smoke but he's okay with the Nike smoke yeah <laughs> well you know what the, the thing is like um look if I buy a Rolex right and I'm like oh I'm gonna buy this for 20 grand I'm gonna flip it for 50 or whatever right Rolex is gonna find out about that shit if if I'm like if I buy a sneaker you know if I manually buy a sneaker um, <laughs> and then I resell it 
Like, Nike's not gonna, like, you know what I mean? There's no Target on my back for that. Like, there would be with, like, Rolex or be, like, selling a watch or something. Like, like there is no, because there's no, like, warranty in my name for the shoe. It's like, the shoe is just the shoe, you know? Um, How much would a knot be, um, Darius? Nautilus? Nautilus? RRP, RRP. Like, RRP? Doesn't matter? Well, I'm just trying to gauge this conversation without talking oh, about... Oh, like, uh, around, I think, uh, like, other... 30, 40? Okay. Yeah, like somewhere yeah. in the neighborhood of thirty to forty thousand yeah. Canadian, like not that it really matters. Yeah, because you won't be able to get it. Yeah, it's like there are other avenues to to getting a, a watch that I don't want to dig too deep into, but that that's where the the fifty k would come a long way, and you will not get assassinated. I mean, I probably won't get assassinated, but here's here's the thing: is they're gonna clip my watch orders for the rest of eternity. Because they have they have people out there, bro. What do you mean? If they catch me buying a thirty thousand dollar watch and flipping that shit on Kijiji, as if they're gonna let me buy another one, it's a one time flip. That's it. I'm never getting it again. Look, like sneakers, there are other ways, Mikey. Uh, there are other ways. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I mean, after this recording, we we could we could touch a little bit on. I could I could I could touch a little bit on it. But there are other ways where you could purchase something, you know, for fifty, and then. Man, that's gonna go, you know. That's gonna increase pretty quick. As and cool. the, the whole gonna be more so worth you can, it. You can drop out of the call, and me and Ed can scheme, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna be out we're gonna be out here cooking up Rolexes, swatches, whatever, man. It doesn't matter what the price point is. <laughs> Hodinkee's gonna be writing articles about me, baby. Ooh. <laughs> you Ooh. and the best pros. You and the best pros. You and Hodinkee best <laughs> yeah. pros. Can you imagine? I you get like a, like a bass, bass dial, you know? Bass dial, <laughs> That'd be pretty that. sick. With the little American apparel joint on the wrist and the Bass oh, Pro heck, Shop hat. Oh, yeah. Damn. Crazy. I think bringing up Hodinkee's good with the, um, because we wanted to talk about the Hodinkee Blanc Pine. Yes. That came out. So, yes. Mikey, there, there is a, there's a watch uh, maker out there called Blanc Pond, Um mm-hmm. and they are a, a very heritage brand. Um, the brand that Hodinkee has collaborated uh, with them on is a 50 Fathoms. And that's actually one of the first kind of, you know, uh, submarine dive, diving watches. Actually, not submarine. Diving watches. Um, and that's actually what, that was an inspiration for Rolex when they were creating the uh, Submariner. So they looked at that watch as like something, oh, okay, let, let's take some cues here and there. Um, so influenced by, by that design. Um, and this... Um, this collaboration piece, how much is it going for? 14, 15K? Is that what the RP I have is? no idea. $14,400. Thank you. Thank you. So you could say 15. Is that US? Uh, num- is that USD? US. Yeah. US. <sighs> Numbered pieces of 1 to 20, uh, 1, 1 to 250. Well, um, and the thing, and why I want to talk about this is not about the watch and not about like Hodinkee partnering up. It's what is this next chapter for Hodinkee? Because if you follow watches, you'll see that they've already done stuff with Oris, they've done stuff with Swatch, done stuff with G-Shock and all these other brands. I wanted to relate it to the sneaker um, or, or fashion uh, listeners out there. It's almost, I saw this finally, and with the new acquisition, how you know it was, it was sold, I saw it as Hodinkee will become something like a, com- a concepts where they're just going to collaborate with these brands 
um, with these watch brands, and they're going to come out with limited edition timepieces, right? Similar to how sneakers are, these will sell out within minutes, okay? I, I don't know if watches can do seconds, but these will sell out within minutes, right? And for the watch industry, like, that is crazy, and I've seen some it's angry comments, of, basically. Right? Yeah, I've seen comments like, "Yo, like, what what is happening to our to our hobby? What is happening to this, you know, I- industry?" And it's just kind of the same thing that's happening with watches. So, I want my question is really, Darius, what do you think about the strategy for Hodinkee becoming that brand that watchmakers are going to partner up with? I and think... do like, you know, limited drops with basically. Hodinkee has collaborated before with like very, very good watchmakers before. Like, and they've done really good jobs with what they've done. My biggest fear is if they keep doing it and essentially dilute what that means. Mm. That's like a really big fear. It feels like Hodinkee, I read it and I enjoy it. And it's a good space for, for like, articles and resources but i feel like they're getting more and more and more commercial which is like you can't blame them for it you know it's it's a business at the end of the day mm-hmm. but i think it's a lot i'm i start to see a lot of like in partnership with this in partnership with that in partnership with this this collaboration this collaboration that collaboration that collaboration and i really enjoy going back and reading their older stuff like the story of two day dates and stuff like that. Mm, And I think that's such a good article. But I think that them going into more and more collaboration speaks more to like their, their status as someone important in the watch industry. I think the brands that they're collaborating with are, I don't know. I can't speak for the brand because Mm. I don't know what, what they're thinking and what their plans are but i feel like these are a lot of we're gonna attempt to put out a launch product and see how well it does hmm. because as much as like they they attempt to make these these like marketing material i think that the brands that they're doing it with are brands that the companies they have a longer play you know they have much they're much more attuned to have like a longer play and they want to do something that's a little bit different from what they do typically and they're using mm-hmm. this as like a launch pad to do that so is hodinky the the answer to modernizing such an old industry in an old way old way of like sales and, and marketing strategy I think so. Especially now, this year, with uh, no more SIHH and stuff like that, right? Yeah. The, com- the comment about worrying about uh, Hodinkee becoming too commercialized, too much of a household name, where it's not special anymore. Um, do you think that that can happen and the watch industry is prone to that? I, I almost think they I think might so. just eat it up sometimes. I think so. I think so. We just talked about shoes getting sold for like five figures, right? Yeah. I mean, people clearly have the cash to splash on hobbies. And we used to see like early, early, early hype beast days when the magazine was like super young. Like 
those are some great writing days. And now it's become like a lot more commercialized, which is, of course, no fault of their own. And the writing has gone a lot more like by the minute. I see Hodinkee doing that. I think I see it happening, but you can't blame them for it again. Mikey. I think as an outsider to the watch thing, I have a much different feel on this than Darius does. Um, I find it really interesting that they're doing stuff like this. I think to collaborate with a watch brand and like, you know, like they're just like constant, they're consistently doing this now, which is like pretty cool to see. Um, I get what Darius is saying. I understand his concerns about, you know, just like the integrity of, of the publication. But at the same time, sometimes things have to die for other things to, to, to be born. And this is, this is kind of what's going to happen. Like if even, okay, look, let's say Hodinkee is like this publication that you guys clearly love. But, you know, let's say they're doing this, these collaborations over and over again. Um, and, you know, it becomes a little bit oversaturated and it's not so much about the publication anymore as it is the brand image of, oh, Hodinkee's doing a collaboration with such and such and such. Um, is that not a good thing for the watch game? Like, I, I have to say that, like, even if it's an inaccessible hobby for most people, it it provides a certain sense of accessibility because it makes people excited about the product. Not everybody's going to be able to buy a $14,400 USD watch. But the people that are able to buy it that didn't give a shit before now suddenly care because they're like, oh, this watch sold out in eight seconds. Like, what's the next collaboration they're doing? And before you know it, it's like the hobby's growing and growing and growing and growing. And, you know, like, the the cook groups start posting links to watches, man. Like, it's it's it's, it's bound to happen. Like, it's bound to happen. Cook and groups with watches. Wow. For real. Like, it, it'll happen, though. Like, it, it'll definitely happen. Like, I mean, I just... I think it's a good thing for the watch game. I understand how it, it can it can bother a long time watch fan, but I mean like you're not Same gonna with sneakers, stop it. right? You're not gonna Same You know sneakers. that's the thing, is like you know how many years I was pissed off about sneakers not being like the way that I remember them being? Like I was like so salty about it. And then I finally went, you know what? This isn't gonna change ever. Like this is this is what it is and and, and, you know, I just have to accept it. And if I can't beat them, shit, I got to join them. And I, I do wonder because of the way watch companies don't like the idea of people flipping products, even if they're in dire straits and need the money. Um, I do wonder how this is going to change that because people are going to flip this watch. Like, people are going to flip the Hodinkee collabs. It's it's bound to happen. So I'm very curious to see, like, you know, when Hodinkee does end up doing something with Rolex or end up doing something with, you know, AP or whatever, like, 
how the fuck are they going to stop people from reselling this? They're not going to be able to do it because there's going to be a million watches on the market because everybody's going to be like, oh, this is going to sell out so quick. Let's put our bot on it. Like, let's bot this release. Like, it, it is going to change the watch game, and there's nothing they can do about it. I, I agree with what you said, that it's going to change the watch game. Um, to, to imagine cook groups with watches, I mean, it's very That'd interesting. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It'll happen. I mean, It'll happen. I can't deny it because I mean we we've seen how sneakers have gone, um, but I I I do also think I mean there's a purist part of me that's like I would hate for this to happen, and then there's also the the reasonable and the sensible guy that says, yeah you know what Mike you you have a few points this this could very much happen, and bots are going to start eating them up, and then people are going to start start flipping them. Uh, as Hodinkee as a brand, it does really well for their brand image and like elevates them. Whenever they Absolutely. do these, right? So it's really great in that aspect. In terms of the, the journalism that Darius talked about, I have to agree. Hodinkee in the beginning versus now, based on the content, articles, the tone, is so different, right? The motives, right, are, are entirely different. You can tell when something's a little more sponsored. Uh, and whereas in the past, it was like just a really honest genuine way in like a, a really classic romance like romanticization about watches and that's what i enjoyed about it um but uh yeah i think we will start seeing these online uh lineups and cues for hodinkee and then catching l's on hodinkee i see the sneaker community if you are in your teens right now or you're in, in your 20s when you start to get a little bored of sneakers or you're making a lot of sne- from sneakers, you're going to then upgrade to the watch game and you're going to start somehow flipping it because brands are going to want to do more direct-to-consumer and all blah, 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 blah. So, you know, it might not be the Rolexes of the world or the APs, but with other brands. And then I do think it's good for the watch industry to build up the hype, build up the, the you know, just that that need and want to buy a watch again. And this is the most exciting way to do it in uh, in this new era. Yeah. I think it builds a lot of prestige for the journalism. Journal. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember when I learned that Hodinkee did a collaboration piece with Vacheron, I was like, oh my God. Right? Like, wow. That's validity. Are they just like That's... dropping one of these every week though? Like this is, this is kind of nuts how many watches they put out in the last like month it's like there's a new hodinkee thing every every week it's pretty irregular i would say like very irregular like it's it's fucking crazy like you can't put out fifteen thousand dollar watches every week like you need to relax <laughs> just relax it's i think it's pretty irregular i think it's just like they had everything drummed up and it's like okay we might, we might as well do it this year when everyone's digitalized anyways like in the past what? month in the past month yeah. we've had the swatch hodinkee We've had the John Mayer Hodinkee, uh, which with the G-Shock. We've had the uh, the Vacheron. Oh, the Vacheron was years. years. It was way back. Oh, that was years that ago? Was okay, I thought that, that was, was way back. I thought that was recent. But okay, and then, we, and then we got this, this blank pen. Like, that's still three watches in a month. Like, that's, like, that's crazy. I don't, I don't know how sneakers work, but I believe with Hodinkee, they actually have to buy the watch from the watchmaker. And then they and then they drop it. I heard something like that before. Uh, don't quote me on that. But whereas you know they're they're gonna have to buy it. You know I, I wouldn't say at cost, but maybe like in a in a wholesale kind of thing. 
and then Hodinky then has to drop it at the MSRP, it, which is a lot of inventory and a lot of cash, right, to, to be able to do these releases, if that's how they do it. Um, we, I don't think we'll, we'll ever see, like, scheduled releases of, like, oh, every Tuesday you're going to get a Hodinky drop. But I think these sporadic <laughs> ones keep people on edge, and they're just like, yo, when's the next one? Oh, like... You know they'll do like little marketing around it, and then you know builds up build up some hype. But maybe eventually you might get you know really interesting monthly or like you know quarterly quarterly drops. Yeah, more quarterly. Maybe that would work better. Uh, about this watch specifically. Yes. Um, I really like think? the case. I love the bezel. Uh, ah, the hold on. Let me stop you really, there. Really cool. My what? my boy went to went to a um, I forgot which jeweler it was, and the and the sales assistant told my friend and and his partner because they were looking at some watches and he's like oh nice face, sales associate said, people have faces, watches have dials. <laughs> That's what I've been told too. <laughs> That's why I always say dial. So sir, <laughs> hold on, you like the dial, continue. If I was trying to buy a watch and somebody told me that, I would walk out. <laughs> I would walk out. Like I like congratulations, you just missed out on commission. But they don't like, <laughs> They don't okay. care. That's the that's the funny part, is they don't care. But it's just like, oh my god. Like see like this is the reason why people don't fuck with watches. This is the reason. Cause there's snobbery like that. It's just like it's like, oh, they have dials, not faces. It's like, who gives a shit what you call it? Like, at the end of the day, like, I understand, yes, like, it's a technical term. But, I mean, like, it's like if somebody, if I'm talking to somebody and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I like the check on this shoe. I'm not like, it's actually a swoosh, you <laughs> asshole. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just get over it. Get over it. Like, it's not that big of a deal, man. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, just get over it. <laughs> continue sorry i just i I had to um but anyways i i i really like the case i like the bezel um i think the like the orange or the yellow and the moisture indicator is like really cool i think it like hits with the rest of the watch um what really bothers me though is uh when you're paying fifteen thousand dollars for a watch I don't want this kind of strap. I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I like, I don't know what kind of like reinforced, like military grade nylon or whatever this is like they're using, but like, come on, man, give me a break. $15,000 and you can't give me a steel band. Like I, I, I just can't see the value in that. Like, even if it's like a beautiful timepiece and it works so well and it's extremely accurate, like I understand, but like, just get like, I, Darius, you you have a better idea than me. Like, how how do you justify that? How do you just like how much more expensive could could this watch have really been if they would have gone with like a steel band? Ed, do you want to go? No, please. You have a go, please. So I don't know. I think for this, I think in this case, like this specific case, it was a style decision mm-hmm. to put the uh, the, the fabric strap on it. I don't think it looks bad. I don't think it looks bad. It's just I think it looks price. good. Yeah, it's coming. It's. It comes from like a utilitarian and a like a heritage point of view because 
in the past these were issued with a bracelet and with the fabric straps um in military use but like adding a bracelet does add a lot and a lot of cost to it depending on how someone finishes their bracelet because to put in perspective like an ap royal oak um on fabric on the leather strap in solid gold is in the neighborhood of like forty thousand dollars forty forty five thousand dollars if you put on a bracelet it's 75 like that's a it's a lot of material one and two it's a lot of work to make that bracelet to the same standard of the watch case right so like adding us the bracelet to the blanc pen could add like several thousand dollars to the price but i guess i guess what i'm trying to say is like if you're already charging fifteen thousand dollars for it it's very it's clearly a very like segmented market like why not just add the extra i mean like yes style stylistically i understand but i mean like just for the sake of like the option like why why not like let's just say this wasn't an aesthetic thing because i think it looks good but i just saying like if it comes down to the watch either being $15,000 or being, like, 21 like, does it really matter? Like, like is it really going to make it? Like, is, is somebody that was going to buy the watch at 15 going to be like, oh, no, I can't afford it at 21 It's like, if you can't afford it at 21 then you probably shouldn't have bought the one at 15 in the first place. If you can't you buy two or something, yet. don't buy it. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. Because <laughs> uh, it's a uh, it's been like this is a contentious this is a contentious topic for a lot of people, especially people who are new to the to the hobby. And I I get it because like it is a material thing, and I think it looks good. I I think this is purely stylistic. Mm-hmm. I, but watches on straps, you ain't seen nothing yet because. There's some watches that come on elastic bands, man. Yeah. For how much money? Seriously. So I get to, I got to play around with some, every color of the uh, RM6702, I okay. think it's called. Okay, RM6702. I double checked that. Yeah, right that that's one. a fabric strap? That's an elastic strap. Like, it's an elastic band. I, you should Google that one because it's like, the strap it comes on is like, literally okay yeah, yeah 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 but this is still like it's like the quality of of that look like you know what i mean it's it's definitely like yes it is like an elastic band or whatever but this looks like fabric though Darn. it's elastic it's in a lot oh like it like it actually stretches to your wrist yeah okay that's like some like oshkosh bagash shit in my opinion but (laughs) (laughs) but 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 i mean like you look at the material it does it does like you know i mean look like it belongs on the watch which is very mind you very hard to do like mind you this is a two hundred and sixty thousand dollar watch right Is this the, is this the, um, I can't remember if it's, if it's Richard or if it's, uh. This is a Richard, yeah. Or if it's AP, no, or if it's AP that, that Rafael Nadal wears. It's, uh, Richard Mill. Is it, is it this one? It's not this one. Raphael has his own. 
Like he has. I, like, I can't. Like, I can't remember what model it is, but for some reason it kind of reminds me of that. Maybe it's the color. He has a lot. Yeah, it's called the Nadal. RM the one that he wears on court. The one that he wears on court. Oh. Um, Arm twenty seven. It's a dope watch. I believe it's Arm. That's a really sick watch. Yeah, Arm twenty seven. Yeah, for some reason, I guess it just reminded me of that because, like, I just like in these zany colors like that. Well, the um, the idea sp- stemmed from the RM thirty five because that's the lightest watch they've ever made, and they had the strap on it because it's light. So, it's not like a new thing where people think it should come on like a bracelet or something like that but sometimes it's the utility choice sometimes it's a aesthetic choice and in the end whether or not it comes on the bracelet or fabric the consumer people usually just buy it i i know a lot of people that swap bracelet to fabric and fabric to bracelet mm-hmm. yeah. how hard I is mean, it to get like a like a bracelet that is that is like i know you said that it was difficult like how hard is it to get a bracelet that is in line with the quality of the watch like how it really depends because if you want a bracelet that will line up with the watch and be in the same quality you're going to be buying the bracelet from the brand itself and then it's up to the brand if they want to sell it to you that is so ridiculous whether or not it's like in their policy (laughs) they have it as a line item or not or there's a lot of uh, factors that will get into it yeah so just just to kind of go off go and finish that uh, blank pond and um hodinky it is all like aesthetic choices that's why it comes on a nato strap if you look at even mm-hmm. the, what mil spec is it's like military spec right so yeah. it is this this is a very utilitarian this is a tool right and with the natos the, the, the whole thing is you're, when you wear it in the war if you know one of your spring bars falls off your watch will still stay in place and stay on your wrist right so there's a okay. huge story on there that kind of, you know, for, for those that love the, the story aspect and the romanticization of watches, like, it gets them. Like, this is like, holy crap. This is a piece of, you know, modern history on my wrist. Yeah. All right. And four-day power reserve. Not bad. Not, not bad. bad at all. Yeah. And blonde pen movement. Yeah, I think I'm going to cop this for personal, probably. (laughs) Cop. (laughs) But going back to Richard, because they just, just today, they came out with this new watch, and it blew my mind. So, a little storytelling. They they came out with a a new Richard Milley? Yeah. Richard (laughs) Mille. Depends who you ask how you pronounce it. But in the past, they came out with the RMO4 split-second chronograph. Incredible complication. They essentially made the complication go from ultra high end and like you never wear it because it's so delicate into this thing that you can wear all the time, which is essentially what they do a lot of the time. And that was the RMO4. And they came out with RMO4 V1, V2, V3, and they kept updating it and improving it. And now they came out with RM6501, the automatic winding split second chronograph in carbon and tpt c and tpt it looks sick i love it i think it's crazy it's uh, very complicated i think did you mention that uh, there's a date dial as well oh yeah so it's a split second chronograph automatic winding date with a hand like a gear shift selector for your functionality and then they have this thing called like 
the rapid winding mechanism. I would love to get on hands on with this because it says that from what I understand from the spec sheet, if you push the rapid winding mechanism, it winds the watch like instantaneously, which is absurd to me. Damn, bro. Like, like, imagine like, like, Ed, imagine like wind, you know how you wind up a watch, like you undo the crown and you wind it up and it takes a couple yeah. winds. Yeah. Can you push this and it does that. That's it. Like what? Man, Engineering wise, my gate is crazy. It is crazy. All all these all these features in a watch, and I don't even have Apple CarPlay in my car. Man, come on, come on. Oh, and apparently it's being it's getting retailed onto a on a rubber strap. This one. Damn. Rubber straps are nice, but Mikey, what do you know. feel like when, when you see RMs? I, I'm curious. What do you feel? Yeah, what do you feel when you when you see them? Are they polarizing? Are they not? Like, are you just like I don't get it, or, um, or you know what is it? No, no, I definitely get it. That's that's one thing. Is like, although I might not be a watch connoisseur, I understand the hobby because it's like I understand anything that's like highly collectible like that. Because like you know, with sneakers, like I like I like vinyl figures too. Like I'm like a big fan of like maybe like the cause like BFFs and like uh, like I like bare bricks and stuff like that. So you know what I mean? Like I understand like the idea of having something that like you know what I mean? like you're gonna get use out of it, but it's like do you really need it? It's like probably not. But yeah. Um but in terms of like how I feel when I see it, like I don't know. Like I I, I I think for me, I feel way more aspirational or like it's, it's, it's much more of an aspirational thing for me. And I don't know why this is when I see an AP, when I see an AP, I'm like, damn, like I, I really, I really feel it. I'm like, oh, I need to like get one of those. Like, even if I don't know anything about the watch, I'm like, I need to get one. <laughs> Let's see I need if to I get could... myself to that place. Yeah, let's see if I can kind of get you in the mindset, at least for myself. When I see RMs, you have to take into consideration. I look at a more engineering aspect. All these little cog, little tiny cogs, all these little tiny, you know, gears are all manufactured and made just to simply tell the time, just to simply keep track of, like, you know, a, a stopwatch function to simplify it and, and to tell you the date. All these little things that are microscopic that you need a loop to work on have been made by humans just so you can tell the time. That's the answer. That's, for me, why I'm in the hobby. It's like you like all the mechanical aspects of it and stuff. Yeah. That's fair. And the fact that someone's that's, that's like totally at their fair. desk and they're literally like polishing a gear that's like this tiny. Yeah. That's what gets... That's I mean, that's... Me. For me, that's kind of like me with, like, sports. Is, like, I can watch basically any sport. Because I'm like, oh, I'm the same, like, species as this person. But this person can also jump, like, three times as high as me. Yeah. And, like, they can run, like, five times as fast as I can. And, like, their stamina is, like... You know what I mean? Like if I'm if I'm drunk and I go up the stairs, I'm like sweating. And then if they're drunk and they go up the stairs, they're like, "Where's this? Where's some more stairs for me to climb?" 
<laughs> it's like the mastery of the human uh yeah like the human ability yeah so i mean like i definitely get the i get the idea behind you like oh man like all these like little things but then to to people that that can't resonate with that in any way shape or form with anything mm-hmm. it's just like it's like you're talking like a foreign like language to them you're just like you're talking to them and they're like you're like oh this and that and the other thing like can you believe it and they're like who cares it's like what do you mean who cares like i like you know what i mean like i might not be the biggest watch guy but i also can realize that like holy shit the amount of watch that or the amount of work that goes into these watches is like astronomical like i yeah. i it it bends my mind thinking about how much goes into one timepiece that goes in something yeah list. and like um, I think for our listeners who don't resonate, I think this is like a really good time to talk about how much work goes into actually making one of these before it's even made, like in terms of prototyping and design. Yeah. So especially for RM, because RM is like on the cutting edge of prototyping and design and materials technology. When they make this RM6501 and they make it out of carbon fiber, they make it they're making the case out of carbon nanotubes or carbon nano thin plies so what they do is they layer layers of fragmented carbon with resin and then they bake it into an autoclave and then they carve out the watch the technology they develop for themselves to make the watch as light as possible and they did it with collaboration with an, a lab a materials lab and this was like years ago only now are they putting it in literal formula 1 cars why right. is it that why is it that RM is seems to be like the gold standard in like R and D when it comes to stuff like that? Because I I remember when I was reading up on on the Raphael watch as well, um, it was something about how the case kept on like shattering when he would yeah. when he would be playing. So then they designed the case where it can like withstand like insane G forces when he's like backhanding the ball or something like that. And then like, he's never had an issue with that watch again. Um, and it's just like, Oh my God. Like, you know know what I mean? To just be like, Oh, like this guy doesn't need to wear a watch when he plays tennis, but we're going to figure out a way for him to wear a watch when he plays tennis. Like that is like, you know what I mean? Like it's unnecessary, but it's like, you have to respect the craftsmanship behind it. And like the R and D that goes into making this thing. Yeah, and it's like, part of it is because, I, in my opinion, I think the largest contributing factor is that, because they can. Like, be- yeah. absolutely because they can and they have the money to do it. And they have, they know they have people that will back them on the project. The biggest thing, the most, like, mind-boggling thing that they did, two mind-boggling things. There's a, Pab- there's a Pablo McDonald Turbion. It's a watch made for playing polo on like on the horseback initially they the the purpose of this watch is to resist getting hit by a polo ball so if you imagine wearing it and getting getting hit by a polo ball you're essentially getting hit with a projectile the first one they did was armored so they put like steel over the case and everything that was the first rendition you know sort of a a rudimentary and elementary design of how to solve this problem the second one they made in carbon and then they had the whole movement suspended in wires so that it would resist shock. And they're like, oh yeah, that'll be shock resistant. Okay. And then what they did was for this complex shaped crystal on the top, they made it out of ballistic glass. Like who thinks of this? 
And then who actually goes out to do it, right? You can think of this idea and then you act to actually make it into a production model, to actually make it into a thing, right? Like, what? I, I guess, like, the question that I really have, though, is, like, what is it about RM that'll do, that has them doing this stuff instead of, like, you know, another brand that could do this? Like, why doesn't Rolex really, like, push for that cutting edge innovation why is it ap the one pushing for that cutting edge innovation why is it like consistently rm over and over again i think consistently rm because that's what they've always done that's been their their entire thing since day one because their their first challenge was to make the tourbillon a wearable mechanism and they mm-hmm. did yeah it's incredible the second the second thing the second mind-boggling thing is uh they had they came out with this is really watch nerdy, but essentially to keep time, you have like a hairspring that goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And initially it was made of metal and then it got started getting silicone. made of silicon. And RM was like, you know what? You know what's not light enough? That minuscule hairspring that's made of silicon, that's not light enough for us. We're going to make mine out of carbon fiber. And they did. For like a run of 50 watches. Because <laughs> you can. Let's just spend like years and years and years of research and R and D and prototyping just for like fifty watches. Like, why not? Sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> like, absurd. I sub- I stand this brand, but it's just incredible to me. And that's why, like, the the more you dig about all these things, the more you'll see that you know. The, the hobby of watches goes beyond the, the snobbery. It really is like you can, it's really mechanical and there's so many human elements to it. And there's so many innovation aspects of it, of how do you kind of bring modern materials into such a, you know, old sort of, sort of product. And that's what's interesting to some. And I think that's what you're alluding to Darius is like these changes, Absolutely. you know, these little things that you can do to improve, um, a timepiece or just you know be a little be a little disruptive right so yeah hope that gives the viewers some sort of like you know reason or like insight as to like why are these two guys so in, into these watches and why yeah, is it so and then, interesting? And then i've said it before are... <laughs> i've said and... it before but if you ever get the chance to play with a rm carbon piece or like a ceramic piece do it because it doesn't feel real in your hand like it shouldn't be this light this does it doesn't feel real. And uh, for those of you that can't resonate with this at all, at least I'm here, so I can ask really shitty questions <laughs> about watches. Not uh, shitty. <laughs> not shitty. No, no, no. Not shitty. <laughs> not um, just uh, moving on before we wrap up here. Um, back on to a little bit of a clothing wave. Um. We should talk about the new Drake stuff. Uh, Drake and the Nike Nocta. Nocta. Uh, stuff that is that is supposed to drop. You know, I saw... I, I followed the Instagram account. I've I've looked at it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, look, I, I'm not saying it's bad. 
But like, are you guys like excited? Are you guys like excited about this? Like, are you really going like, oh, this is so groundbreaking? Like, I need the fucking puff, the nine hundred puffer jacket with the <laughs> that we've seen this year with the with the swoosh on the back. Like, you know, what I mean? like that's literally the only difference between <laughs> that and every other puffer jacket. Is that and like an essential uh, puffer jacket. Um, Straight also up, and yeah, yeah. I'll I'll say number one, we were close to working on that actually. But I think uh, Nike wanted it to be a Nike product, right? And they wanted full control of that um, for the collab. So that's an interesting thing for you guys to, to hear. Um, number wow. two is looking at the lookbook or, like, you know, the, the hype around it. Those are the only two words in my head as I'm, like, seeing this. And I've seen them on billboards, like, on the, on the QEW. Me too. I'm just like, what the heck is happening? Um, but... <laughs> Two words. Scar romance. That's all I think about. <laughs> That's all I think about. When I see like the lookbooks, I'm just like Scar romance. That's it. Yeah, no, I You're mean it definitely it definitely has clothes. that feel to it. And I that was that was something that I was gonna bring up is that it did feel very authentic in that sense. Yeah. Uh like when when I was looking through like all the shots I was like, "Oh, this does feel very Toronto." And I think it's very interesting that it feels that way and that uh you bring that up because when we um when we were talking about OVO a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, I brought up this point where I said, "Hey, like it doesn't feel like it's a, a Toronto thing. It feels like a worldwide thing." So I think it is very interesting that for there to finally be this thing that Drake's putting out where you're like, oh, this clothing feels like it's very Toronto-based, okay. that it's with Nike, which is a company that, which is an American Global. company out of Oregon, yeah. you know? <laughs> like... <clears throat> I hear the same sentiment. I think it's... I look at the lookbook. Eh. That's it. This is like, eh. It's yeah. like that uh, that CLB thing that came out. It's like okay, great. Yeah, I just I don't I don't really like. I'm not going crazy for it, especially like, I feel like if I didn't have a yellow jacket, um, maybe, then I North then North. I would probably want that puffer. You know what's a really um, sorry because we talked about the identity of of Toronto and what what do kind of like Toronto men's look like. Is it like a, a Roots sweatsuit with like a, like a North Face puffer? Is that no, it's a uh, sweatsuit with a Nocta puffer. Nocta. Yeah, the, 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 the North Face is like a, is a Toronto staple. That's definitely yeah. like part of the identity. So I mean like to, to bring roots, that into like a Salt and Pepper sweats, right? That's, come on. Yeah, Roots, Salt and Pepper sweats. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I mean... I what I don't think makes much sense is like the like the body kit like the like the rig, the chest rig. Yeah, like the chest rig. Like that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like I don't feel like that's very Toronto. It seems like more like UK to me in a lot of ways. And also like I don't know. I think I think we're kind of getting past the point of like needing chest rigs. Mm-hmm. Like the we we've we we've gone. been there done that with the with the whole a leaks thing yeah uh and and i don't I don't think we really need this stuff anymore, and I don't even think that it's like really true to the identity of Toronto or uh, uh, the identity of Toronto in any way or anything. I think what would have been 
way more like Toronto uh, than doing like the chest rig would have been doing like a backpack, like a Jan Sport type backpack. Jan Sport, oh, jeez. Jan Sport backpacks. Jeez, throwback. That 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 would have gone so absolutely stupid if they if they would have like done like a Nike like Jan Sport esque backpack, it would have gone crazy. That that's a key piece. I forgot about the the Jan Sports. The black Jan Sport. Well, I, I had a yeah, purple and a red one. I had a purple one. Yeah, Damn, yeah but you, you know what I'm saying, like the Jan Sport. Sorry, also, I'm just getting I, I I do have to say I do have to say I'm uh I'm pretty happy that they're all wearing the the a, the AM ninety fives that I wear all the time. You know, all I'm saying is I wore them first, okay? Well, you put Drake. them on, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll breathe. Up. Unless unless these are like, I I can't tell if these are like new ninety fives though because the the material around the toe box almost looks like a like a wool or something. I was looking at the lookbook and I saw that the first photo that that guy with the uh, the yellow puffer he's wearing a Forza Nocta face mask or balaclava. That looks sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw it. That's pretty cool. I want I, that for um, snowboarding. I'm that pretty upset that Halloween got canceled this year because I had like the whole Drake Tussy Slide like get up ready to go man i had a fucking face like i was i was i was like this close to ordering the face mask off amazon and like i i, I had like a camo bomber that i was gonna buy and shit. like i was like so ready for it i was gonna start sliding across the room trick or treat just yeah straight up it would have actually been the best and then this is, so this I... is what life is now I, I want to bring up something, and I'm not taking sides here, but remember that whole Drake and mm-hmm. Kanye kind of beef? Could you even call it a beef? Yes. Exchange? Yes. Okay, so... I can't wait. It was definitely a beef. Let's, let's okay. get that totally fucking clear. That is, It was a beef. So Kanye has Yeezy, that's with Adidas, and now Drake has uh, Nocta with Nike. How do they compare? Because I think there's a clear winner for me. Sorry, say that one, say clear that winner one more for all time of us. for me. Drake is it, is it... <laughs> versus Kanye in terms of now they have clothing collaborations with a global brand, a renowned global brand. For me, there's a clear winner. Come and I think like Drake may on. have wanted it to, <laughs> to come off like really strong and like really, but I, I think Kanye wins this. But right. I mean. There's no contest there, man. Yeah. No that's like saying like, that's like saying like, oh, like who who does the denim with the crosses on it better, minimal or contest? Like, come on, man. Minimal, man. Come on, the price point. <laughs> no, and and that's that's not this and Drake because like I feel like this has merit to it, and I feel like it is very yeah, Toronto, and I'm, and I'm happy, I'm <clears throat> I'm happy that this that you know this collection did turn out the way it did. Like I I don't know if it's for me necessarily. But I do think I do think that you know the identity is very strong and and the mm-hmm. art direction is one hundred percent there, and and I I like where this is going and I think that there this is a very good base to build off of, um, but I mean come on man Kanye has been putting up buckets, Yeezy's been doing for, it since the last Drake has been in Degrassi man five six seven eight like it just feels bro, more creative for me putting up buckets it feels for more creative yeah. 
it's just a i think it's just a function of how long he's been doing drake i mean yeezy has been doing clothes and shoes literally since drake has been in degrassi straight up right like he's been doing it for way longer so he should be have a stronger identity have a stronger like art direction yeah i well i remember being like 12 years old and like this is the power of kanye i remember being like 12 years old and like going to miami and like i don't know my parents decided my parents decided (laughs) my parents decided that we were gonna go to like bell harbor or something and so like we're walking through and we end up in the louis vuitton store and like i i legitimately at 12 years old remember asking do you guys have the jaspers like no 12 year old should know that Kanye released a shoe with Louis Vuitton. You know what I mean? Like that is the power of Kanye West. Like they like I wouldn't have known that shit. I I like you know what I mean? Like that I didn't know anything about sneakers at the time, but I knew I knew what that was. You know what the you Jaspers, know? you know about the Patrick I, I knew the Jaspers. Like I knew the Jaspers. So like I knew the Bapes does. Yeah, I knew the Bapes does. Yeah, but I mean I just I also do think it's kind of funny because there's one Drake bar in behind bars the freestyle where he's like I don't give a fuck about jeans and crap or going to Milan or going to the Met and it's just like <laughs> I don't know man like you're doing a collaboration with Nike this seems very fashionable dude like I <laughs> like easy 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 yeah. just jump over jump man <laughs> it's just I, I bring this up because I, I feel like there will be a crowd out there that was gonna be like like this is soft compared to compared to easy alright I just thought I'd bring it up but he's also just starting so pardon yeah, I... He's just starting it out. He's had three? Three Jordans, right? Four Jordans. Drake? Yeah, five Jordans, sorry. Five. Yeah, he had, uh... He had the eights, he had two pairs of the twelves, he had... Two pairs of the... Tens. Tens, yeah. And fours. Raptor fours. I guess Raptor fours. That's still confusing to me. I don't know. I, I'll never understand why they picked a 10 for that. Oh, and they had 12s. And he had... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had the 12s. two pairs of 12s. Yeah, six pairs. But the 8s the never dropped, though. Right? Like, I think yeah, that was did. like... They did? They actually like had like a mass release? I don't even remember that happening. Yeah. Yeah. OVO8s had... I had those. I had the 10s and I had the 8s. Oh, word. Was it... Oh, you know what? But it wasn't the, like the Kentucky pair. No. no, 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 no. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, those are the ones I'm thinking of when I think of the eights. I don't even remember what the original, like, what the what the OVO color eights look like. White and gold. And black and gold. Oh, okay. All right, I remember the white ones. I don't remember the black yeah. one at all. I did yeah. not know there was a black pair in existence. Like, I... Yeah. Yeah, I had no clue. Wow. Yeah, it's just kind of weird how, like... You know, like, the the silhouettes that you would think that they would go after, they just didn't do. Like, I don't... Like, why which is good. Drink? Yeah, which is, which good. is good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I... There's a part of me that, like, it's a head-scratcher as to why they went for a 10. But, I mean, like, a little odd that, you know, they never gave him a Jordan 1. They never gave him, like, a Jordan 6. Like, they never gave him a Jordan 11. Mm-hmm. I feel like a 13 would have been the best shoe for him to do. I think the thirteen would have been the best, the best shoe for him to do. I uh, that was the one that I really wanted to happen. It just never happened. Why is that? And oh, just if thirteen would be really great for, for him to do. because uh, when I think of the thirteens, for one, it's a shoe that is very versatile in terms of the colors that you can put on it and make it look good. 
Um, like, there's a lot of color blockers that work on the 13s. But also, um, the playoff 13 is by far the best colorway of that shoe. And I just feel like those dark tones that you see in the playoff, um, if they would have made, like, if they would have let him do something crazy with it and make it, like, a full leather upper or something like that. If the hologram was an owl. The, the hologram was an owl? Yeah, like, that would have been bananas. Like, I really One hologram is Jordan, Jordan, one's 13. an owl. Oof. I wonder what he's going to do uh, in terms of, like, his next Nike sneaker, though. Because, I mean, he's going to put something out soon, right? Like, it's, I, a 13 with, uh, it's a 13 with the owl in the hologram. <laughs> I wish. No, he, he might do an, an Air Force One, Mikey, just because uh, I've, he I've heard listened to this podcast. I, I, no, I've actually, like, heard rumors of that, though, is that, like, apparently his next shoe might be an Air Force One. He just goes to yeah. STC and sees what people are wearing, and it's like, I'm going to collab on that one. For real. <laughs> For real. Yeah, I can see it, yeah, though. No, I, I, I think... Someone, someone on his, someone on his, on on that team. Basically, when they came by, they were wearing the uh, the Air Force One uh, Supremes. So maybe they're cooking something. Like the up. black ones. The the white ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. I uh, that shoe to me is just that shoe was funny. I don't know. Man. That's all I gotta I say. That was it. funny. I don't get it. When I, I saw it on his feet, I'm just like, it. oh damn, okay. Well, I know, I know Drake gets, like, all, like, the Supreme yeah. collabs and stuff. Like, I remember, like, one time, I think he was still living at, like, the, I don't know, I think he was, like, at the Four Seasons at the time or whatever. But, like, I remember, like, he, like, did, like, this closet tour of just, like, stuff that he got in. And, like, I don't think I've ever been so envious of anybody in my life. Like, it was literally just, like, yeah, like, all the new Stony Supreme. I'm, like... You got every fucking thing. Like, this, he's not going to wear half of it, which is the craziest part. But, like, just, like, yo, you get your clothes free when you're rich. Ain't it funny? Like, that's... Like, Stony and Supreme, that, that's a good collab. That's an amazing collab. Always yeah, they, those, those always wish. go off. I also... I fucking wish. What? That I had something from that collab. For any of them, they they do it like they do. I feel, I feel like they do it like once a year, right? Like they always do every like the Stoney Supreme yeah, stuff. I, she cost oh yeah, 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 yeah. The you got to shell out the dollars for that, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I need some Drake money. Um. Do you uh do you guys want to do uh one one more here one more topic? Close on Colette. Yeah, which you guys closed close years ago. Let's do it. Lead it in. So, um, Colette is, um, it was like this was. very legendary store in, it was, I mean, <laughs> apparently still is, um, in Paris. Um, yeah, that was right. pretty good, right? Yeah. And, um, Basically, you know, they're they're like very esteemed and, and they they did a lot of collabs with a lot of different brands throughout the years and uh their their trademark blue is um is what really, you know, set them aside and, and, and gave them like a, a, a signifier. Yeah, an identity um, throughout all the years. Yeah, an identity. And 
Um, they shuttered their doors, I want to say, maybe a little bit over a year ago. Or was it earlier this year? I, I can't recall. Um, Definitely last year. It was last year? Yeah. So it was, it was last year, um, I think in... I don't even know. April 4th. April 4th of last year. Okay, perfect. Because that's when uh, the Chanel Pharrells came out. They were released at Colette. That was the last one. Um, oh, true. Oh, no, no. They, clo- they, they closed down for good on December the 20th. 2017? No, there's no way that it was 2017. I don't know where this Vogue article's coming from. Anyways, they closed down. It's been over a year. That's the point. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how that shit. Time ago. But anyways, it was, it's been over a year. And, you know... Um, people were sad to see them go. I was definitely sad to see them go. I was pretty sad that I never got to go to the actual, uh, brick and mortar location. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, they, they decided to walk away from it, which I found very admirable. They, they didn't try and milk it till the end. They just went, you know, it's time. It's time mm-hmm. to, to close our doors and, and we appreciate all the support, but whatever. And for the past year... I've seen at least three or four separate collabs that had to do that had to do with Colette, and it's just like, can, can, like if you're gonna shut your doors, can you shut your doors already? <laughs> like I don't, I just I don't know. I it it just bothers me because it's like you're kind of tugging at people's heartstrings at a certain point. Like it's just it's like think about all the people that like really loved this place and loved going to the store and all this stuff, and they're like, oh, this is so sad. We're never gonna see it again, and then. They're like, hold on, but one more thing. Like, it's just, like how many but times? Wait, there's, really wait more? there's more. Yeah, but wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, how many times can you really do that? Like, is is it wrong of them to do that, or should they, or should they keep on, you know, kind of putting their stuff out there and putting out collabs? Like, I, I really like, like they did this. The reason I'm bringing this up is they did this collab with High Snobiety, and. Um, there was like a bunch of different brands that they that they incorporated into this, and there was like this one really cool uh, billionaire boys club tee that they did, and I thought it, it worked really well because I know Pharrell was a really big fan and stuff. But even if it works well, it's just like if you close your doors and you're saying, "Hey, we're shutting the we're shutting the lights out," like shouldn't you do it? Like I. Is this where fashion's going, where where a brand can do that and then still, like, kind of milk out their brand image for another year or two? Serious? I think they want to be French Fragment. Hmm. I think they just want to stay relevant with um, with the time. I remember I was there for the Kith and the Colette collaboration. I was in New York. Mm. And it was it was pretty I think it was pretty cool. Like they they did the um they did like the Puma like RSX or something like that, right? It was like the the Blaze of Glo- I can't remember what the hell the shoe was something. called, but it's a good yeah. shoe. It's actually a good shoe. Yeah. So I think they they want to stay relevant, but with the with the piece you're talking about, I believe you're talking about the watch with Snoopy, the GMT. Is that what you're talking about? 
Oh, what? and they came out with the uh, they came out with a lot of stuff. Oh, it was like a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Sorry, that's, that's... I saw the Snoopy. I saw. I didn't t-shirt. even know there was a watch. I didn't see the watch. <laughs> like, 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 you know, like algorithms. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't understand. Like I don't I. I don't know. Like I'm all like look. All I'm saying is they didn't have to close their doors. They didn't have to close the doors. So it's like they closed the doors so that people can mourn the death of the store for another year or two. Like, it's it's like, that I just think is like, I don't know. Like, I, it just feels like kind of wrong to do that to like people that really want you to stick around. Like, I, you know, like it, it doesn't matter so much for me. But I mean, if I was like this huge Colette fan and I saw this happening, I'd like, I'd be happy that they're still putting stuff out. Like, it's cool, like whatever. But I would also be pretty pissed because I'd be like, you guys didn't have to close and I could still go to the store and like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I think what they're going to do yeah. is going to, they're going to try, I really think they're going to try to do like a fragment where they pull the main store away and then eventually start putting up little concept stores like uh, Conveni or, or the uh, Waterhouse before with fragment. RIP to that, they closed that too. I know. Yeah. But I think that's what they, they want to do. To sort of foster coolness and relevance, like Ed says. Hmm. Yeah. They just don't have a logo as cool as Fragments. No, they do not. Yeah, but the, t- the, the dots are cool, though. Like, the dots not are Not as cool, cool as Fragments, still. Not as cool as Fragments. I can't, I can't front on that. But they are still pretty cool. Like, They're pretty cool. For me, you can put a Fragment logo on anything, and I'd be like, that's fire. Yeah, it's it's actually true. Like I, I hated how the fragment threes didn't have the elephant print, but, um, I mean, I was like, well, it's got the fragment logo on the heel tab. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> like fire. You, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I like that. Um, I like that three with with that translucent. Uh, I think it was translucent. I love it. Yeah, it's translucent. Yeah. Sick. It's a nice touch. Very interesting. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. It, it's um, just Colette wants to stay relevant. They they still want to be there, but not have to bear the brick and mortar kind of overhead. Or they're adapting, or they're re-strategizing. I don't know. They're just trying to stay. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is smart to get out of the game while you can. Like, as much as it, like, it sucks for their fans and stuff, like, it is smart to get out of the game while you can. Brick and mortar is extremely cutthroat. And, like, it's not getting any easier, that's for sure. Like, I mean, when I was, when I was, you know, like, when I was a kid and I saw Kith and I was like, whoa, like, Oh, this Ronnie Fig guy is my idol. Like, yeah, he's doing oh it God. right. Like, like I want, I want to be him so bad. I was like, I can't. Like, I would do anything to run like my own brick and mortar. And now, like, I think about it, and I'm like, damn, dude. Unless I had like a, a like a aircraft carrier full of money, like I don't, I don't really see the the a situation in which I'm ever gonna do that. Like, it's just. Mm-hmm. It's almost nonsensical. Like it, it, unless you're really that big, it's like, is it worth opening like a, a retail spot at all? Like I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And they're just closing left, right, and center. So it's, uh, it's not pretty to see. 
So when there's a collect collab with the two dots and one of the dots is a fragment logo in blue. <laughs> oh my god, that's it. Boom. That's it. That would be the you guys would be the collab of the millennium. for that. It is dropping concepts out for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we're getting fire. More. We're giving everybody some some good ideas tonight. When Drake does the thirteens with the owl as a hologram, there you go. When when we see this fragment, call it stuff. Yo, you know you know who to hit up. You know who. Yo, needs I need I need to see here. some Nocta slides. Okay, one of the most STC looks would be like the Nike socks with the, with the slides. <laughs> I need some Nocta slides. That completes the Scrubman uh, look. I'm about it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm about some. Some knock the slides. I'll do it. The the I mean, Stussy ones be, dropped be... this morning. The Stussy ones? Yeah. There were Stussy slides that dropped yeah. today? Yeah. And then with I think with the Stussy uh, Air Force ones too this morning. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. No, the, the AF1 was actually a pretty dope shoe, man. Beautiful yeah. shoe. So, Colette. But... Yes. Sorry. Nike, go. Alas, we will, uh, we'll, we'll get to that another day, the Stussy. Yeah. <laughs> Story for another day. Yeah. yeah. Stay t- okay, see, for, for you listening out there, the next one we will touch on Stussy. What will it be about? You're just going to have to find out. And some other find out too. on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and I could have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids. We will be back after these messages. It was like Reboot. You guys remember <laughs> that show, Reboot? Oh, that was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Terrible graphic. Really weird-ass-looking show, man. Yeah. It looked sure. it looked like they were on an N64 all the time. PS1 graphics, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Reboot. All right, guys. guys. Go watch Reboot. Yes, go watch Reboot. We're going to wrap up. Hey, look, we've kept it under three hours. Okay? Yeah. We did it. We're getting shorter every single week. Every week, we're doing it. We're getting there. We're getting there. There's a lot to talk about, but we're just kind of... We're going to try to wrap it up nicely for you. Um, Mikey, what is your IG handle? (laughs) Listeners, this is the fourth time attempting it. You need to stop fucking laughing in the middle of it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> take yeah, a second you, compose you, you, yourself <laughs> you, know we gotta, you know we gotta end this when my airpods die that's like a that's like a thing that should be like a podcast <laughs> thing when my airpods die um as right, always before we sign this. off mikey what is your uh, ig credentials not credentials but your your handle uh he, you can hit me up at h-e-y-i-m M-I-K-E-Y. Hey, I am Mikey. Well, not it's not hey, I am. Hey, I'm Mikey. Do not search up hey, I am Mikey and start talking about uh, Colette or Travis Scott or anything because that person is not going to know what the fuck you're talking about. Darius, your handle? It is D-A-R.I-G. Finally, after five attempts to get this ending segment <laughs> <laughs> yes i've got to cut that part out sorry i know I, you know for listeners i usually don't edit but that was terrible that was terrible that was bad 
Oh gosh. And as always. All right, guys, come back next week when we fuck up again. All right. <laughs> Just like the original 12 podcast. Uh, as always, uh, this is available on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, as well as other uh, podcast platforms. Um, this is the Springs and Thread podcast. If you're on IG, give me a follow and you are supporting all three of us. It is springs.thread. That is, uh, you know, that is the handle. Um, for the podcast, if you could subscribe, if you could like, and you can, you know, rate it, it would be amazing. It really helps us out. Uh, we're actually reaching um, really good po- podcast goals um, recently. So thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone that's listening. As always, we will see you and uh, hopefully give you some more kind of disruptive information and shits and giggles next week. Take care, everyone. Take care. Later. Peace.